Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show and welcome to yet another episode of Unmuted. Thank you guys for tuning in. And uh, I see uh, I see Audrey Aboud, Joy. Joy says she's only uh, going to stick around for a little while. Thank you for tuning in, Joy. Um, and uh, and Marcella's in the house. Thank you for tuning in. How's everybody doing? Uh, I got uh, I got a little frazzled because uh, the audio uh, didn't uh, didn't work right away in the beginning of uh, of this setup while I was setting up with uh, with our guest today. The audio freaked me out. But um, if if you're if you're a regular on the show, hi Shireen, how's it going? If you're a regular on the show, uh, you know audio is always an issue. But if you're new here, uh, my name is Adnan, and on the show we talk about inspiration, motivation, and all things creative with a bunch of interesting people from around the world, and that includes you guys, everyone that's tuning in live. You guys can join the conversation, in the comments, any questions you have, we'll uh, we'll respond to them directly on the episode. Um, before we jump into things, I wanna I wanna say thank you to the patrons. Uh, the guys' names are scrolling up here. Every single one of you uh, make this episode possible. Make all the episodes possible. And I wanna I wanna name drop a few. I wanna name drop the Beast Mode patrons. So Ahmed, Liz, Tammy, Khalid, Dana, and Jamal. You guys are going above and beyond, and uh, and are making uh, making the show possible. Um, if you're uh, if you're watching or listening to the show and you'd like uh, to become a patron you'd like to support the show if you're able and willing uh, there's a, always a link in the description of the stream um but let's get to the episode uh connie's in the house how's it going connie thank you for tuning in um we are uh, uh yeah the, the my guest today my guest is josh josh saldana he's a, a musician he's a m- bit of a multi-instrumentalist but he's a lot better known for uh, for his work on drums and uh, and recently, uh, a singer, a vocalist, he's 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 gotten the stamp official. He's got an album out with his vocals on it. Um, but uh, he's, he plays in my band, Svengali. So we have a lot of stuff to talk about. He's been around for a very long time in terms of the scene, um, and I'm I'm excited to talk to him about a bunch of a bunch of different things. So um, let's hit the intro. Josh, welcome to the show. What's up, man? How's, How's it going? going? Dude, <laughs> so well. <laughs> it's um, so crazy. It's crazy, like, knowing Adnan, the person, and then knowing Adnan, the podcaster. What, 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 what do you call this again? A video podcast? A video podcast. Video yeah, I've been, correct, I've been corrected a few times about what the yeah. actual terminology is. But wait, that... Uh, I want to know what the difference is between Adnan the person and Adnan the podcaster. Is there a difference? I didn't realize. Yeah, 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 man. Is there's, <laughs> there's definitely a difference. You're way more goofy in person. But, I'm, uh, I'm way more what? Goofy. Oh yeah, I, <laughs> I'm so like, goofy dude, on, on here. The podcast, you're like on it. You're like you're like totally professional. Pretty cool. It's it's, it's how I do, man. It's yeah, how dude, I that's do. How, that's how it should be. How you roll. Um, <laughs> Well, well, we'll get really goofy during this episode. I want to know a bunch of stuff uh, that uh, yeah, dude. that we haven't we've spent a lot of time together, but we haven't uh, we haven't explored yet. Um, but just the the way I start all these episodes is I gave you a little bit of an intro before the intro. Um, but for the people that might not know you tuning in, introduce yourself to the crowd. Yeah, so I'm Josh. Um, as you already know, like I play drums in Bengali, but I've I've been around in the Dubai music scene for quite a while for, for a few years and I've been 
in multiple bands. You've probably seen me with some band at some point. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess um, that's pretty much me, you know, it's just, yeah, suddenly I'm a singer now as well, which is odd. But, um, <laughs> we'll get yeah. we'll get into the Dude, singing yeah. part in, yeah, a, yeah. in a bit. But um, Josh, your hair is kind of uh, scratching the mic. I'm getting a comment that it's it's a, getting a little scratchy. So if you can, is yeah, that better? There we go. There we go. <clears throat> um, uh, Han's in the house. What's up, Han? Uh, Vin's in the house. What's up, Vin? Thank you for tuning in. Um, yeah, and uh, I I wanted to before I jump into like this Vengali story, I really wanted to us to tell the story of how the first time we ever interacted because i think i think that's one of those things where it's such an og scene story <laughs> that um it was all like done by hand it was everything was so ghetto back then yeah, that um yeah. that i i still love that whole story so you were in a band from dubai while i was living in jordan before i moved here called yeah. decoy death trap yep and um and yeah i i uh, <laughs> For for those that don't know, I uh, I had a um, it wasn't really a record label. It wasn't end of record anything. It was basically a tape swap uh, called Sick and Raw Records, where I thought the idea would be to get bands from around the Middle East to send each other their demos and their songs, so they could uh, like if if Josh's band sends me his uh, their demos and I send them mine, uh, we each burn CDs of each other's bands. And then distribute them at shows or sell them at shows, uh, like on on you know code of honor, and then send the money somehow. No one's ever sent me money, but <laughs> find the, find a way to send the money. Um, and and when was this, dude? I don't know. It was probably like two thousand and six, two thousand and seven, maybe. Two thousand seven, um, maybe. Yeah, it was. It was a while ago. It was like quite a long time ago and it was, it was really funny as well because I, I hadn't actually spoken to you Sari who was the singer of my band was like dealing with it and he comes up to me and goes oh man if I, we found this record label that wants to sign us and all this crap and I was like oh that's really cool you know, you, you know when, you're, when you're like really young and, 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 and you, you want to get a record deal and all of this stuff and uh yeah, I was like, super, we were all super excited, and then we made a big post about it on our MySpace page. <laughs> it was then, it was uh, just me on another MySpace page, by the way. It was it yeah, the yeah. Well, I know that now. We didn't know that then. I thought it was a big record thing that I never researched or anything. I never even heard of, but it sounded cool, sick and raw records, you know. <laughs> Yeah. Wait, yeah, um, uh, for for those uh, watching uh for those watching the live stream or, or the video rerun i'm playing um some footage from decoy death trap back in 2005 2006 is it that and, video um, I, I sent you yeah it is yeah, yeah okay so yeah. um it, just tell me a little bit about like the uh those days and and <laughs> signing to sick and wrong <laughs> yeah man the scene back then was pretty pretty diy really punk rock i think in in in, in the attitude um compared to today which is like i don't know a bit more kind of professional 
or whatever. I, I, I don't know. Like back then, we were all kids. You know, we were all either in school or or you know college and university and stuff like that. So um, yeah, we didn't have you know the music rooms and we didn't have you know all of these venues that, that you guys have been talking about on the uh, previous episodes. You know, um, we would just do stuff wherever we could like in in the you know empty courtyard of the university or my first gig actually was in, in the parking lot of this university and i remember it was so crazy i drove in with a friend of mine and his older brother and like everybody had a role like there were there were these like dudes standing by the what, what's that thing called the thing that goes up and down when, when cars come in the gate uh, gate thing whatever it's called it has a name right a specific i, I, I didn't i didn't realize thing. it had a specific name but yeah <laughs> whatever that thing um <laughs> yeah there was a dude standing there and he was like well we, we we had just come from mcdonald's and he was sort of like what's what's in your drink and we were like mirinda you can't bring that in you know it was like he, he had a role and he was just some random dude from university or whatever you know and everyone took it really seriously and then i walked down in and there was like this massive mosh pit there was this really fat guy with a pink thong on his head i'll never forget that and he's just kind of trying to get people to mosh and there was like the stage that people had built on top of like milk carton kind of things you know mm-hmm. And they had like a big Iron Maiden flag hanging off the drain pipe in the back there, and we were just playing playing shows, and it was literally quite underground, you know. And um, yeah, and, and midway there was a band called Mankind, Manikind. Manikind, I remember they, that was good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They they had the song gripping gripping the stone. Do you remember that song? I don't remember and, their song specifically, but I remember they—they're the ones that, that won the battle of the bands that yeah. got them to play Desert Rock in like two thousand six. Exactly, they—they they yeah. won Shamal two thousand and seven or something like that. Anyway, yeah, and and they won like a music video as well or something like that. But um, yeah, they—they they were quite popular back then, I guess. And uh, yeah, it was um, Nephilim was playing, I think, that show. Who are now in like Canada? Mahmoud was playing in in a band. I think it was Nephilim actually. You remember? You know Mahmoud, right? Yeah, yeah. From Perversion. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Mahmoud was in that band. He was really skinny and stuff. And like Sandwash was playing. It was a whole bunch of bands. And anyway, Mankind was playing that song, gripping the stone. And while they were playing, like everybody in the crowd knew all the words, and especially the chorus. You know, they were all screaming the chorus, and it was like a proper like everyone knew everybody, and everyone knew the songs, and it was like it was a proper scene. It felt like a proper scene. Like the attitude was way different back then. It was not. There was like lots of infighting. But like, kind of in teams, like big teams of like, oh, we're from DC and you're from EC or whatever, different schools. Yeah, and yeah. They would, they would like go, yeah, my other guys from our school are way better. So like, the fans of those bands would be like from that school or whatever. So it was really cool. It was just a bunch of kids doing shows, and yeah, Mankind was playing that song, and the police came. Oh. Yeah, dude, and he was just—he just stops the show and he goes, "The police are here!" And then we all had to like run because we didn't because it was totally illegal and we couldn't do that back then. So this is like, I guess after the first Desert Rock, but it was still pretty like, like forbidden or whatever, you know? 
I don't yeah. know if I've ever been to um to one of those shows. Uh the the like skate park shows, the parking lot shows. I've definitely mm-hmm. been to um to to like the Desert Rocks and the I think it was like the Canadian school that used to have a bunch of shows yeah. on Sheikh Zayed yeah. Road. Um yeah. but yeah, I've uh, I've never attended the full DIY shows, but I was super I was a super f- big fan of the Dubai scene because in Jordan um, you didn't really have shows at all, not even in, in a skate park or anything. It was mostly like uh, someone's basement or someone's living room um, yeah. because it was just very illegal to play metal anywhere. Yeah. And uh, my my version of of like trying to spread the word and spread the scene, uh, make the scene stronger was was do those like um, little mixtapes and and uh, you know the tape swap stuff that that we. Uh, uh, the, the, that was the first way we interacted. I mean, I don't think we ever even spoke on on MySpace itself. Uh, mm-hmm. You and I, but I, I remember, um, I remember making like a roster. <laughs> I had, I had yeah, okay. signed the bands signed to Sick and Raw Records on a MySpace yeah, yeah. page, and I think it was yeah. you guys. It was Nasser Mistarihi uh, from from Doha. Oh shit! Um, really? It was. Uh, I I think I had uh, uh, augury. Uh, okay. from from Jordan and um, and a couple of others uh, and my own band at the time infested mind <laughs> <laughs> which was which was a horrifying sound but um, but yeah I was just trying to like spread the word as as far and as wide as, as I possibly could and um, and that was that was like the my, the only way I knew how but um, yeah. but we definitely didn't have shows like you guys like you guys now I'm part of it but like Dubai did yeah yeah, but you you guys didn't even have like like these these because because I don't know I guess like the the guys here like took it really seriously and they would ask their schools or, or whatever hey can we have a, a, a talent show or whatever whatever you would call it and then the school would kind of agree and the kids would put on a show a metal show. <laughs> Um, or we, we would like rent out like hotel room, ho- well, not hotel rooms, but ballrooms mm-hmm. and, um, do shows and like those kind of things. Or, um, there was this, uh, there's this like infamous venue from like the old Dubai scene. It was like the Nashwan hall gigs. And I think like anybody from the old Dubai scene ha- will have like lots to tell you about that place. Like it, some of the coolest gigs happen there go ice skating before the show go bowling and then go watch a concert <laughs> i i still i still freak out every time we have to walk through a hotel to get to a metal show um, yeah I, i'm still not used to that but speaking of the uh, the old school uh guys from the scene let's let's check out who's in the comments um what's up vin what's up Khan? what's up uh hemel how's it going um ahmed's in the house uh ahmed dirty thank you for tuning in uh, Gorgon's in the house. Yelena's in the house. Romario, what's up? Thank oh, my twin. In. Romario, my twin. You're, you're a twin. I've mistaken you for uh, for Romario several times uh, during Dude, the course yeah. of the years I've known you. Um, <clears throat> so Jam is saying, Josh, there's a lot of rubbing going on between your beard and the microphone. We're not judging. Uh, so- sounds a little judgy, but uh, <laughs> maybe if I just move the hair completely away, it's it's the beard. Fix it. <laughs> It's the beard. Okay. Does it um, fix it? Hopefully, it fixes it. It's uh, yeah. I, I, it's just yeah. As long as uh, it doesn't rub rub the beard, but uh, but we're fine. I think we'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> um, Vince saying that was the first logo 
local gig I was at. Damn. Um, yeah. Which, I can't which gig was that? Was that the... I think that was a skate park. One. Yeah, the decoy death trap at the skate park. Dude. That was my first gig ever, actually. The first show I ever played in my life. Well, That's actually, great. not in my life. We played a show at a... It was this guy in Dubai. He lived in this building with a gym in it. And he just asked the, the watchman or whatever they called, you know, hey, can we use the gym? And we moved all the gym equipment to the side and we did a show with us, a band called Beneath the Remains and another band called Nepenth or something like that. I can't remember. It was pretty fun. But it, was, I, I, it was just I literally love remembering just two, three bands. I love remembering old band names because they're always they're always really bad just yeah. because the band name alone is bad but when you think about it every single band name is horrific uh, it's, yeah, it's the, the music that kind of uh, makes the band name sounds cool yeah 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 my first band name was called Odin but with a Y oh. alright cool. and then our singer was too afraid to sing in front of us because he was shy so like we would we would go to rehearsals and like dude sing something here you go wow do it yeah, that, that's that's the first time I've heard of that. <laughs> it's hilarious. Uh, Marcella saying, "Dude, y'all making me uh, nostalgic." Yeah, I'm I'm getting a little nostalgic here. Neshwan Hall days, uh, Al Nasser Club from Ahmed. Uh, exactly. Alan Short is in the house saying, "Josh, Alan, you, what Alan, are you for, doing for tuning in?" Um, oh, Josh has a uh, Joy. Sorry, uh, has a question for Josh. Josh, yeah. what attracted you to want to join Svengali? Ah, we're uh, we're kicking into the Svengali stuff. We can we can um, we can save that question for a couple of minutes because I just actually you know what? Let's go for it. I, I'm curious too. <laughs> well, what made me pick Svengali? What made you um, want to want to join Svengali? Yeah, man, it's it's funny because like at the time when you guys had asked me, I think it was. Um, that one show with that band from India, Scepter or something, was it? Yeah, that was... Was that your first uh, show with us? I think that was my first show with you guys. Yeah. And, um... Yeah, you guys asked me to do that show, and, and at the time I was kind of playing shows for, for... Well, I was playing drums for whoever needed a drummer at the time, right? And then you guys were like, hey man, can you fill in for um, Khaled? I can't remember why Khaled couldn't play that show, but like I filled in for you guys and whatever. And um, at the time, like I I liked Svengali's shows. I was like, okay, this sounds bad, okay, but it's not. I was I I, I was just listening to other music at the time, so like the music wasn't exactly something that I was like. Ah, dude, this is what I want to play for 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 a really long time. Or how this dare is what you? I want to kind of do. Yeah, I'm sorry, dude, but that's, <laughs> that's how it was at the time. <laughs> no, but, but it, it, at the time it was that sort of thing. And then we were we just kept playing shows together over and over and over again. And and um, the thing I really liked about you guys was like, first of all, you guys were like always on it, like really professional with with how you ran everything you know because like I, I at that point i played in quite a few bands and i've seen like some disasters and you know that sort of thing so uh yeah it was it was just run really well and the shows were so much fun man that was the that, that for me that was the thing like i i was sitting there and going man even if i hate this music you know which i didn't hate it but even if i did um 
like I'm still having fun doing this, you know. I mean, it, like when when you get when you kind of do this for a living, kind of thing, where you are playing with bands just because you need to get paid or whatever, it, it becomes kind of like okay, you learn the stuff, you play the stuff, you get paid and you leave. That's it, you know. And, and, and it's it's a job, you know. Yeah. And this was like more than that. Like the shows were fun. Like the people. In the audience were like really into the band and really into everything. Like I, I remember, I think one of the music room shows we played. Like I was playing fills, the drum fills, and I could see like people in the crowd like air drumming the drum fills. And I'm like, dude, man, this is awesome. Like people are really into it, and 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 like the vibe is just so awesome and really happy and friendly. Um, but yeah, Svengali, Svengali really does have the best the best uh, support group, like the the family. We I think so, call man. The family. Yeah, I honestly Svengali think so. Svengali family is is some of the the coolest people out there, and and they really do like. I've I've messed up lyrics on stage and looked yeah. around, and people were singing it better than I was. So yeah, yeah, it's it's yeah. happened. It's happened a lot. Um, Dude, yeah, that's the thing. I I really liked it, but I mean, I think to me the thing that like threw me into the band the most was um the farts the aromas <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna get into that i have some footage lined up i have some footage lined no. up um, let's yeah, uh that's i'm gonna keep going through the comments real quick khal tamim is in the house we were just talking about him we're gonna we're gonna discuss that a little later and uh yeah. also his his uh, coming on the show very soon um Ahmed khalil's in the house thank you for tuning in he says what's up joshi uh, Matsum's in the house. Romario's in the house. Um, Juwain is in the house. I'm not sure if I'm saying that right. Let me know. I always butcher butcher names. I'm I'm not 100 sure. With um, Judy is asking, where's Josh from? Well, I'm from. <laughs> um, so I am from India originally, but I've never really lived there. Like I I used to visit a lot, but I never lived in India. I grew up in Dubai, so. It's one of those like third culture kid things where you kind of where are you from and it's like oh, I don't know I'm I'm from India I'm from Dubai but I'm not from Dubai it's one of those things but yeah yeah I I always struggle saying I always because of all the different halves I'm from as well yeah it's, uh, it's always very hard to be like I'm from this place or like especially you hear that a lot in Dubai when because everyone's in uh, from somewhere. Yeah, when they say like, "Oh, we're going back home for Christmas," or you know, we're taking the summer off to go back to yeah, play something. Yeah. Like, I don't, I kind of wherever I am at the moment, that's where I am. That's where. Yeah, I'm yeah. So, it's yeah. a very. I had, uh, yeah, I had the same thing when I moved to to Germany, where um, people would always ask me like, "Where are you from?" And I always have to go like, oh, "I'm from here." This is the exact same answer I just gave you, and it's like, but but. So you're from Dubai then? And it's like, uh, no, I'm not. I don't. I mean, I grew up there, but I don't know. It's odd. Um, yeah, it's it's. I I think unless yeah, it's one of those things. I think the the our whole either generation has this or or from our generation onwards completely yeah. like you're just yeah. you're just a third culture kid it's super hard to to kind of explain where where people are yeah. from and where you grew up and how many times you bounced around and all that stuff yeah um, but yeah. W- uh, uh, hope that explains it judy hope that answers your question yeah. thank you for tuning in as well judy's uh og tribe uh, member here what he has in the house thank you for tuning in uh, misho's in the house what's up michelle asmar thank you for tuning in brother um, 
Well, you got a you got a request here, Josh. Can you please sing a song? We might we might uh, try to get him to do that a little later if the <laughs> if the yeah. microphone doesn't stop scratching. Um, but uh, yeah, so uh, going back to the the timeline, like I, I started Sick and Raw Records, coolest yeah. name ever. Uh, <laughs> we uh, I still think it's a cool name, dude. I I would definitely be excited if my band, if if whatever band I'm in, gets signed to Sick and Raw Records. Well, I think cool the name. one right, the idea I had right after that is was called Headless Roach Records, um, which was a lot worse. So I thought I was yeah, going a step. I, I, was, I thought I was I was making a step in the right direction. Um, but all of this, all of all of these, I used to put records on the end of the name, and I didn't even know what a record label was. I just yeah, thought yeah. this is this is how you distribute music. You just talk to your friends, and you just, like, can I sell your music? Yeah, sure, just pay me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, so uh, after that, uh, I actually moved to Dubai. I, no, before that, I played a show with you in 2011 uh, while you were in this band called Billy Bob's Blood Drenched Brew speaking of band names guys everyone in the comments um, seriously this is exactly what the band name was Billy Bob's Blood Drenched Brew yeah wow yeah that was crazy man I I, I really (laughs) miss playing those shows with those guys Vin Vin, who is in the in the comments I guess used to be in that band and Artie and, and, and Joe and who else was in that band? I found Aaron, that guy Aaron. He was in the band mm-hmm. as well. Wait, let me see if I can people. I can pull up some footage of Billy this. Bob stuff. Yeah. Dude, yeah. See if you can find that video where I forgot the song and <laughs> <laughs> we tried to play it four times and then we just skipped it in the end. I don't remember that, but um, I do remember. Wait, I did find the footage. I'm gonna drop it in on top of this. Here we go. There's uh, there's some footage of you with Billy Bob uh, outside the venue being interviewed for "Have You Seen That?" Oh, oh yeah, dude. Yeah, man, I remember that. Was that at that um, that gig where nobody showed up? Uh, probably. I remember that was that one. It was on my birthday. I was really pissed off. But look at you, man. Look at you with the short hair. Yeah. I just got my dreadlocks off at that that point in time, I guess. Um, But yeah, so Billy Bob's Blood Drenched Brew uh, was was the second thing we did. And uh, we, we... I remember we uh, I had a band called uh, Who Will Guard the Guardians Guardians, and we did a split EP together that's right and and this is all like before we even properly met or hung out we've already like done so much stuff uh, in music before we fully like uh, became friends but I'm I don't know man did we not meet did we I'm confused with the timelines because I remember meeting you at these parties all the time right and like you i didn't know who you were it was just you and this other guy that would crash the parties that i was always at and then <laughs> i was always like who is this guy man like he he keeps coming in going cheesecake what the hell what's up with that like all these yeah. like inside jokes and then you were just repeating those inside jokes to everybody and then somehow it became an inside joke to everybody i was just like yeah Ugh. so so cheesecake um God, I, I don't know if there's anyone here from those days. I don't know if there's anyone here from those days. Wait, let me let me uh, 
Let me just go through the comments real quick. Maybe Ben. Ben Monroe might might be. Is Ben in the comments at all? Uh, let me see now. Um, so Shireen's in here. Uh, uh, Khalid saying, "Why you gotta fuck the roach up, headless roach?" Yeah, I know. I thought I thought it was cool. <laughs> I was like fourteen. Um, what they are saying? Intense. Muhammad Jabber saying, "That's not Josh. That's Romario." <laughs> that's funny. Um, yeah. And Romario is coming on the show uh, later on, so we will do a comparison video <laughs> once that Ooh, happens. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Billy Bob's blood drenched brew from Vin. Vin was in that band. Uh, what are you saying? Uh, is that a tuning? Billy Bob's blood drenched brew. BBBDB. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, what was I? Um, what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, I was looking in the comments to see uh, if anyone was here from the cheesecake days. I don't know if yeah. anyone remembers. I think Vin might have been around. Um, Jabber might have been around. But basically, what happened was I had this channel called uh, That Guy in that Head. That Guy in Head. Yeah, with, I remember that. With a friend of mine. And we just did dumb sketch comedy videos on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, basically, like you said, it was just inside jokes. No one, no one got got the jokes whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. It was just a bunch of inside jokes. But we did it for so long and so consistently um, that the inside jokes kind of grew to our little inner circle. That kind of grew to like the little scene we had. Right. And um, we started uh, cheesecake was actually a social experiment. I was like, let's get a random ass word. That right. means nothing, and and just constantly plug it into the videos and into the vlogs and into the sketches to a point where let's see if it, it starts becoming uh, a like a, a thing if if anyone kind of picks it up. And I thought, what's the most random thing? And I think the first day we were doing these vlogs, we went down to a petrol station, uh, the the little uh, corner shop uh, in the gas station, and bought the Hagen Dazs. A little cheesecake. kind of uh, ice cream cheesecake flavor yeah. and i was like fuck it let's, right. let's use the word cheesecake right and i started i started saying it so much and so randomly and just even in the videos while we were vlogging outside in the scene and stuff i'd ask people to say cheesecake on camera and when you when other people watched it and saw like i don't know 15 people in a video at a metal show say cheesecake it turned into a thing <laughs> it yeah really, yeah it, it really turned did, into man. It turned into a thing out of uh, out of thin air, and it was so cool to see that. And it was kind of like behind yeah. the scenes, Ahmed Sharif and I, um, who's that guy, and uh, that guy in head. I was head. Um, uh, Ahmed Sharif and I were just like monitoring how how this word is is starting to spread, and it got to a point where one uh, one time, um, a couple of people uh, we we put out this video saying like who who thinks they make the best cheesecake, right? And a couple of people sent cheesecake to the house. <laughs> it was it was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. Yeah, that's crazy. And it wasn't it wasn't like a massive, uh, you know, YouTube page. It wasn't a massive audience, but the the people that were there were in it. <laughs> yeah, I re- I remember, man. Like I remember um, back then as dude. Actually, you know what? We have met way before Belly Bob's Blood Drench Brew, and I'll tell you how I know because. I remember we played, I was playing with Good Friday at the time, and we played, it, I can't remember where it was, it was like in the middle of nowhere, it was some biker festival, and you filmed, you were there, you filmed it, uh, Misho's band was playing, Crow, Crow Murder was playing, um, mm-hmm. it was Good Friday, and there was some other people, and we had this bus, we, we like, we got a bus full of people, and we drove from Dubai to... This oh, this was um, this was the. Uh, was it Hatta? 
Yeah, the uh, Rocktoberfest uh, back in 2009 or October. 10. Yeah, it might, it might have been Rocktoberfest where they like in the middle of our, our set they just like cut cut us off. Yep, yep. swearing or something uh, like that. I can't yeah, remember what absolutely. it was, but like, uh, yeah, man, I re- I remember meeting you then. This was like way before Billy Bob's Blood Trend, like two or three years before Billy Bob's Blood Yeah, Trend yeah, I forgot about that. I've I've done things to my brain uh, where all my timelines are completely yeah. hazy right now. <laughs> As you take a sip of wine, same, right dude. <laughs> same. But yeah, yeah. So no, we we met a while ago, man. Like, and that was back. Yeah, that was back in those like cheesecake days. Yeah, yeah. Where where you would like crash random parties? <laughs> I, I wasn't like, cra- cheesecake. See, I don't, time, I don't know. I don't know who you. Were. I didn't know who I, you. Were I wasn't crashing parties. I thought. Uh, it, w- one of us would always get invited, and we just all would rock right. Up. Okay, I, I didn't know he was. It's just like I'm, I'm like hanging out with my friends, and all of a sudden, this dude and his friend rocks up, and they go cheesecake, and they're filming everything, and it's like, Who yeah, the, are these they're, guys. They're, <laughs> when I when I watch those videos back, it's it's very very difficult. Uh, to, yeah. to sit through the full full video, um, yeah. Khan got it. Khan uh, Khan was saying about Hatta Rock Fest, yeah, Rocktoberfest. Um, Joy in the comments saying, uh, "I've been eating far too much cheesecake in lockdown, and you just made me think of the Cheesecake Factory in Yasmal." Yep, <laughs> Cheesecake Factory. Cheesecake I, I, we actually uh, we took it a step up uh, during that whole like cheesecake thing that we were doing. We were uh, promoting. We were anti uh, Cheesecake Factory. Um, okay. I don't. I don't know why we were doing that, but uh, I think okay. it was just just to be cool, uh, and because everyone was like, "Oh, cheesecake, cheesecake factory, right?" And I was like, "No, nah. yeah, yeah. we go homemade cheesecake." I don't know. I don't know what we were thinking. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Now, you know what's funny though? I've never had a cheesecake from the cheesecake factory before. Let's not open that door, Josh. But anyway, <laughs> we're not going down. Factory, right? We're all about the home homemade cheesecake here. But um, but like we said, like we said uh, at the beginning of this, we've we've been in uh, in a bunch of situations where where we uh, we kind of mingled uh, and then we became friends, which was um, I think during your time with I, um, yeah, which is MT Art Experiment for those that don't know, uh, and they're a Dubai-based uh, prog rock prog metal uh, band that was around for a long yeah, time, and Josh joined like them. That. And I got I got to film you guys a couple of times. I made uh, I edited a music video. I think I filmed that music video. Yeah, I filmed. I think that you did, edited. man. Entropy, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, and and that's how we kind of uh, started to to like get closer and closer. But um, one thing people don't know is that I actually asked you uh, to join Svengali before we even recorded the first EP. I had this the idea of the band in mind, but that was exactly when you were joining I. Really. Yeah, I hit you Dude, up. I don't remember. Like, I hit you up, and I was like, "Yo, I'm starting this project called Svengali. Uh, would you uh, would you be down to like drum live if if anything happens with the music?" What did I say? <laughs> you you said you said you just joined I. <laughs> was- oh, okay. Right, fair enough. Yeah, dude, I don't remember that. I re- I remember you sending me like tracks and asking me like, "Hey, man, what, what do you think of this?" And I would love to have your opinion, whatever. And I was like giving you my opinion but I, I i don't remember that but then again because like my, my it wasn't, wife says it, that we met each other at a, at a gig before and i don't remember meeting her so <laughs> don't don't say that on air don't have that recorded <laughs> she she told me that so 
um, no, I, I I don't think it was as serious as like join the band. I think I just had yeah. a couple of demos, and um, this was before Fadi or Khalid or the JM right, or anyone. Right. It wasn't it wasn't really a band. It was just a couple of shitty demos with me playing guitar uh, before we even right. went to Hadi's to record the Unscathed, the, the first EP. So right. um, so it was just super super ghetto. And I think I think you just heard it and was like, no, I'm actually joining a real band. So. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yo, Kave is in the comments. Thank you, Kave, for tuning in. He says yellow, and he says Josh, play us some ukulele, dude. Which is um, which is a good segue. Josh, yeah. your uh, your setup there looks yeah. like my old or j- the setup just before I changed this, which was the last episode. Yeah, I yeah, man. If, I, if I anyone spend, noticed, spend a lot of time trying to match it because I thought it'd be really funny to have like matching whatever atmosphere whatever I and I go ahead and my ruin face it and everything and then you've ruined my shit man come on <laughs> ruin it for me but it'll be so yeah, funny I don't, I, I don't know if, uh, if anyone uh, anyone in the comments noticed uh, if everyone's tu- tuning in again from last episode um, I changed this just last episode before it looked exactly like what Josh had the guitar up on the wall and a lamp here but um, but yeah I just I ruined this fun but, yeah um, because like, I put I put this guy here because that's the very first guitar I've ever owned, um, I, I ever had, and uh, everyone from back in like my high school days signed it and drew on it and stuff. So I thought that was a cool, uh, cool little prop to have in the back of these videos. Yeah, yeah. But it, it, I, I, we, because in in Svengali right now, what's happening behind the scenes kind of thing is. Um, a lot of people somehow have been confusing you guys with each other somehow. I don't know how. Yeah, and I mean, I wanted I wanted to be like your brother, you know. Like, I wanted people to look at this episode and go, "Oh, which one's that man?" Speaking guy. of uh, speaking of confusing us, Ali just uh, joined the the stream here. He says, "Hi, Josh." Um, yeah, What's we up, do. <clears throat> Zvengali um, are are a bunch of bearded dudes with short hair, except for Josh, who has who has the long hair. And um, but yeah, everyone confuses us. JM, uh, Ali, and I. Uh, either they say we look like brothers, or they physically confuse us with each other, um, which is unfortunate because JM actually works out and tries hard to to look good. <laughs> uh, Ali and I are on the are are on the cupcake train, um, but uh, but yeah, Josh is the only one that that definitely doesn't get confused in Swingali. So I yeah, know. Just, yeah. just Romaria and I in the same boat. Yeah, exactly. Um, let's let's talk a little bit about uh, like working with people because you you've worked with so many goddamn people, so many yeah, musicians. Um, I haven't done that. My uh, my kind of um, spectrum of just how many people I've worked with when it comes to writing music has been the same four dudes uh, from Jordan. Um, we even even when it was different multiple bands, I think it was four or five dudes that just recycled. Uh, yeah. We called ourselves Figure of Fate, then uh, Who Will Guard the Guardians. Uh, before that, it was uh, Infested Mind, where three of the people that were in Figure of Fate were in Infested Mind. Like it was, it was the same group of people kind of just working together over and over again. Yeah. But you you would jump into a jam room uh, with absolutely new people and and just rehearse and play and go on to a show in like a matter of two three days yeah man yeah um what what is that like and what are the ups and downs of that well you know it's weird because um i got into it because um 
because Kave actually Kave would like he, he he was always been like it when when I was in I he was always like my little cheerleader kind of dude you're so good you should do this dude you should do this I'm like all right cool man like I'll try try it whatever and I started working like as a musician professionally because uh, Kave for not forced me but he kind of convinced me to work at this hotel as like a DJ like music videos you know. And so, um, yeah, I, I realized then, like, dude, you know what? I can just play music and make a living. Because uh, I, I, bef- before that, I worked in a in an office with with, with Marcella actually, and I've, I hated it. Like, not that the people were crap, but it was just like I, I hated being on the computer and like cold calling people and stuff. It was it's just it just wasn't my thing. So um, when I realized like I can do music and 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 just get paid for it i thought why not let's give it a shot you know so i just started playing gigs and at this at the very start it was sort of like i would just pick people based on like okay i know these guys or i like their music or whatever and um i kind of did it that way for a while but then um i wasn't getting a lot of work i guess because you know i'm being super selective right and um, I can't remember who I was. Wa- I was watching some interview with some drummer that I like, and he was saying, "Dude, you should just take any gig you you possibly can, and you know, just play them, and and doesn't matter. Nothing is beneath you, and blah blah blah." And you know what, man? I thought about it, and I was like, "You know what? Let me try it." So I just started like going way out of my comfort zone, and the first gig that I had done that was like way out of my comfort zone was playing with uh, Bullfunk Zoo so um, and funny enough Raz uh, played that gig with me it was some it, it was like a New Year's Eve gig in Bahrain and what had happened was like Assad had a drummer already but the guy bailed last minute or something like that and he had two days to find somebody to learn like and and at this time Bofang Zoo was playing playing at, at hotels and things like that so yeah. they were doing like covers and, and stuff like this is like old Bofang Zoo with with Hamdan Abri and stuff um and so I had to learn like this whole repertoire of music in like two days not not even two days actually in, in like a day basically in, and um, travel this is yeah the- <laughs> exactly rehearse yeah. With with the band and then um, fly out. To, so I like I, I like really jumped into the deep end with it, right? And like we while we were playing the show, man, it was so. I, I don't know. It, I don't know if it was so bad, but I thought it was horrible. Like I I, I thought I was like like in a nightmare, dude. Like because. Assad had all of these cues and things like that because he, he was the he was like the band leader and he was like controlling everything. So whether we do a chorus again or whatever, you know, he he was on it. And and if you mess up with, with Assad, Assad's the sort of dude, you know, if you if you screw up, like he won't he won't hold his punches, you know. So like we're playing and he would just turn back and he would just look at me and he's like, "What are you doing?" Like his face, he was furious with me. I felt like I don't know if he was, but. Like he was like screaming and stuff, you know, like on stage, just turning around, and going, oh, "What are you doing?" I, mean, I, I felt so horrible. Like I'm 
trying to remember all these things, remember all the cues. And then I'm like freaking out and like totally panicking. I'm like drowning, but I'm still trying to get through this gig. Right. And, um, I think, I think that that's one of the things that impresses me most about, um, session musicians in general is the idea that you can take someone's entire set list. Like, I know, yeah. I know you're talking about messing it up the, the very first time you did it, but then you, you perfected that, that whole, uh, that whole like art of remembering or memorizing different songs and different cues and different uh, yeah. things and, and take it, take it overnight. Uh, go yeah. out and play a show the next day which is something I've like I said I've never done anything outside of the couple of bands I've always been in yeah with yeah. basically the same dudes and um, I think Desert Experiment is kind of the only time I've ever jammed outside like my closed circles yeah and, um, and I always find it super impressive when someone can just pick up a guitar or, or you know a, a drumsticks or anything yeah uh, and uh, and just learn a song from front to finish from front to end and and just go perform yeah. it comfortably. Yeah, yeah, man. Um, that show, I was so like, like horrified <laughs> at what had happened, and I told myself this can never ever happen again. Like, I can never ever put myself through this again. I don't want to do that to myself or whatever, you know. So from that day, I like took it really seriously. So every time a band like, cause. Every, I, I kind of when 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 I got the music, kind of half-assed, listened to all of it, and kind of thought, okay, I know these songs. You know, these are old songs. Everyone knows, you know, Uptown Funk or whatever. Everyone knows these songs. But yeah, it's just I learned that day that I need to know that like everything about that song. And then once I know how to play that song the way it was originally intended, then I can kind of play it the way someone else wants me to play it so um i learned a lot from that gig actually that gig changed everything for me and then um yeah i just started taking it really seriously and just learning stuff like quickly and then i started looking into all sorts of like different methods to learn music together uh not together uh quickly and and and, and so i can like just chunk in yeah i mean get big chunks of music into my brain you know so like i started taking notes a lot like i would like ha i had like my own little note system which wasn't like music notes it was just like like x's and random shit you know but like it, it worked for me i knew exactly where i was every time so if i was ever lost i had like a cheat sheet with me at gigs and then eventually i started playing um along to a click track so i could prepare like a whole set with like a click track and i, I didn't have to think about tempo anymore so then i, I was just listening so like, full-on listening so yeah if if you had one piece of advice um for people that are looking to be uh or are in the process of becoming full-time musicians uh and full-time musicians specifically in this part of the world mostly revolves around covers what would what would the one piece of advice for uh, full-time musicians be from from you having gone Dude, through that i would say learn everything the way it was meant to be like I, you might think you know it but like pay attention man like there's all, all of these little details because you never know like i remember with with asad like he we were doing like a bob marley song and he was kind of like hey man play this thing and i, I thought i knew how it went I was playing it and he said, no, 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 it's completely different. It's completely, the feel is different. You know, this is like little details that you need to kind of pay attention to and, and that sort of thing. So 
yeah, pay attention for for starters, and also I would say one of the biggest things for me was after that gig and doing the whole nothing is beneath beneath you thing. Um, that helped me so much because I was playing music that I didn't particularly like, but now I suddenly have this like appreciation for like pop music or, or like you know stuff that I don't listen to, you know reggae or whatever. And and because because you you get into it and you like figure out how it's how it works, you know. And what when yeah. you like dig into the machinery, like all of a sudden it's like really fascinating. Like oh wow, this this little thing is a really cool thing here and a really cool and and you learn so much and then it just comes into your repertoire as as a musician you know so i think that's one of the biggest pieces of advice i can give people and also just be reliable like yeah like i watched uh jonathan moffett the drummer of uh, michael jackson he was asked this question the same question what can you give people advice and all of this and usually when you watch drummers or, or musicians they go oh follow your dreams man just you know but this guy was just kind of like dude just remember when you play with a band you're an extension of that band and i thought that was really cool because like you know you you don't know who you're talking to like you you might be talking to some random person after the show and you're like drunk or you know talking crap you know and then but but then that guy will judge the rest of the band that way so you are now an ambassador for the band so you have to play that part on, on stage and off stage so I thought that was also really, I've, really important. I've actually learned that uh, that lesson kind of the hard way. We've uh, we've fucked up a few times where a person in the band would would say something that uh, that then reflected on the entire band. Yeah, and uh, and we had to realize like, okay, now if you if you want to be in the public eye as a unit, you kind of have to either agree on on the stuff that you want to yeah. you want to avoid like the voice of the band or just if you want to talk about it individually don't don't do it in a band setting kind of thing and yeah um, and yeah. yeah that's a that's a kind of a, a crazy lesson because you don't think that like someone saying something off the cuff would would harm you know the yeah. brand or the or, or the music or anything like that but really yeah, it really does yeah man i i i I, yeah, I think so. Like, keep your opinions to yourself, you know, like, like whatever. Maybe you don't like Trump or whatever, but the guy you're speaking to is a huge Trump fan or whatever, you know, like, and you just, you know, talk shit about Trump and then the guy goes, you know what? Let's not work with these guys again. And then, and, and, and this isn't your band either. So you've lost that band who hired you a gig, like a, a potential future gig because of how you conducted yourself. And I think it's really important to kind of play that role as well. Yeah. Absolutely. Let's uh, let's jump into the comments real quick. Khatamimi uh, says, "Dude, at one of the uh, uh, there we go. I always I always stumble. Uh, dude, at one of Abo's gigs, I was wearing an unscathed T-shirt. Uh, for those that don't know, unscathed is uh, Svengali's first EP. So we we printed some T-shirts back then. Um, I was wearing an, the unscathed T-shirt and a hat, and some dude came up to me and had a full blown convo with me, thinking I was Adnan. <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> That's pretty cool." Funny. Um, yeah, we we all do. We all do look alike. Um, Khan is saying, uh, "How dope would it be if Adnan multicams the rest of Zvengali and we do a live gig right now?" That that would have been, uh, I must say, that would be pretty impressive. But I don't have uh, the skills 
and uh, the rest of the guys don't have the uh, the equipment we need to to do it right now. Yeah, the, the issue with multi the the issue with the, with multi camming a live stream uh, now. I've I've actually thought of it, Khan, and I've I've tried to look into it, but it's the delay. If we could all find the like how far uh, in milliseconds we have to move each video and each audio track live uh, to fit the same click track, dude. I'm on it. I'm on it. And you guys know I like a challenge. I uh, I'm ready to do it. But uh, but we need. I need to sit down and really calculate this stuff. Um, Misha's asking, Josh, do you remember your first gig with I? Uh, you have come a long way since then, my friend. He really has. Do you remember the first gig with I? Yeah, it was some charity gig. I think it was in what, what was that place where they where they have anal- they used to do analog room. It's like in in Barsha, I think. Where um, um, what is it called, man? One of those Anal- hotels. Anyway, it was it was it was in the basement. I don't know what. I, I've never been to analog room anyway, but right, <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't really matter. But it, it was it was like one of these like gigs where like the ceilings were really low and it was really, it was not meant for for like live live music at all. But like yeah, it was a cool gig. It was pretty fun, and I don't think there were a lot of people there, which was nice um, because like when when I joined, I. I um, like they called me up and they're like, "Hey man, would you like Kave call me?" And he's like, "Hey man, would you like to join I?" And I was like, "Yeah, cool, whatever." And then the the like three or four days later, Gorgon called me up and he's he's like, "Hey man, listen, we are we're playing Metallica in two weeks or, or like a week or whatever." And I was like, "Sweet," and he goes. So would you mind sending it out? <laughs> and I was kind of like, "Oh." Yeah, cool. Sure. We uh, we talked about that briefly on Gorgon's episode. Yeah. About uh, about the the Metallica show happening just as you joined, or the Metallica show being announced or like confirmed just as you. Yeah, joined. yeah, exactly. So I just joined, and the well, show was happening. Just in, like, uh, sorry days. to cut you off. I'm just going to say uh, bye to Joy. Joy, thank you um, for sticking oh. around as long as you have. See you um, around, Joy. See you around. And uh, and thank you for everything patron joy um if you guys if you guys want to support the show check out the the link in the description joy is awesome man i've been i've been like in the comments talking crap <laughs> the yeah. whole time the, the tribe is nice awesome to... man the tribe yeah, the tribe yeah, yeah. really comes out for uh, comes out swinging for all these uh, episodes but yeah yeah uh, as you were saying they conf- they confirmed metallica you just joined the yeah. band and the the band you just joined is opening for metallica Thirty thousand yeah. people expected and they yeah. asked you to, to sit out yeah 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 but i mean like at the time i was a bit bummed because i knew i knew i could do that show i I played big shows at the time but those guys didn't know that you know um so i i was totally fine with with the material and everything but they didn't know that and i didn't want to kind of step on anyone's toes like right as i join this band so i was like look man if they feel comfortable with greg uh, who, who is the drummer of absolus doing the show then I'm down with that as well, you know. I, I, like they, you know, let me tag along and stuff. You know, funny story. I headbutted James Hetfield at that show. Wait, what? Uh, yeah, dude, I headbutted him. It was it was so weird. I was like crouching. I was taking a photo of the of like the stage and the, the drum kit, and I stood up. And as as I stood up, I like bashed my head on something really hard. And I see this guy walking away like this. And I just apologized. I was like, oh, "I'm sorry, man." He said, "Yeah, it's not a problem." And, and he kind of walked past, and I, and he was like looking 
like over the curtains, just like scope out the crowd or whatever. And like, I was like thinking to myself, like, who is this guy, man? He looks so familiar. He's so tall. Who is this dude? This old guy. <laughs> and then I, it, it clicked in my head. Holy shit. That's James Hetfield. You could have ruined the show for 30,000 people. But my body, I don't know what happened to me. I freaked out or something because my reaction instead of like, like catching up with the guy was to run to the other side of the stage. I freaked out. I just ran to the other side of the stage. So I was like in the wings and then I moved to the other side and Khan was there and, and a bunch of other people. And I just went, Oh my God, James Hetfield's on the other side of the stage. And like all the Red Bull guys had like run across the other side of the stage to meet him. It's pretty funny. But anyway, yeah. So that show happened. Um, and <laughs> what a tangent and, there. Yeah, I know. Sorry. Um, <laughs> but it happened. And then, and then they had this little charity show that they wanted to like do a test run with me live, I guess. And it was, it was perfect because it was, it wasn't a huge crowd and it, it didn't matter if we messed it up really bad either. So we played the show. They were really happy. Um, uh, Misha was there. He was really happy. So that was cool. Yeah. That was my first show with I long story short. Not really. <laughs> no, there's Long. there's a there's a lot more uh, to talk about for sure. But um, I'm gonna keep going through the comments because these guys are, are asking some great questions. Um, yeah, Misha was definitely there. Uh, Khalid saying, "I hear you, Josh. You've definitely come a long way, and you got so much, uh, and got so much respect for you as a drummer. You and Khalid, uh, you keep trying to bait me into saying this word because you know that it flags the videos." Not gonna say it. Not (laughs) what? You're not gonna bait me either. Read the comment. I'm not gonna say anything. And you don't say it either, because we got flagged when Gorgon said the word. Um We're not we're not allowed to say anything more than fucking shit. That's it. Okay. Uh Joy is saying, ooh, there's the fuck word. Yeah, there's the F word. Um yeah, those are cool. The rest are not allowed. Ah (laughs) I see the word, yes. All right. Um, Asad Laiz is in the house. Thank you very much for tuning in, my dude. Uh, he says, yes, indeed, you have come uh, a really long way, Josh. Well done. Keep at it, bro. Dude, man, thanks. That means a lot coming from, from Asad because like like I was saying earlier, man, that gig changed changed me. Like that, that was the show that made me the drummer that I am today, I guess, you know? So thanks, Asad. You, you like beat me into shape like, 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 in in an in an in an evening basically is pretty cool thanks dude <laughs> yeah i uh, i mean it, the the very first anything you do and i i think the the idea like i remember the very first time i did uh any kind of vocals on stage and um i got i got slaughtered man just trying the confidence you have in a jam room versus yeah. actually being being in front of a crowd and just going all right this is what we're doing and it's happening three to one it uh, yeah. it makes you t- go back and just like yo I need I need to work on some shit <laughs> before yeah, before I do this again it really does humble you um uh, Ben Monroe's in the house thank you very much for tuning in my dude he says Josh you played with Good Friday for a bit yeah remember the gig out in Hatta was a nightmare for you guys uh, Ben we actually did uh, dude, we were talking about that we were talking about that just a little while ago and um, yeah. and just how crazy that was and. Uh, I also mentioned it on uh, on the episode with Khan. I think it was in the episode. I'm not sure if it was just us talking off off air. But uh, the that Hatta show was actually my introduction to a lot of the guys because you know I, his old band Universal Rogue uh, played there. 
Did they, guys did, did they play as well? Universal yeah, they were they were on or maybe Khan by, uh, by himself. But there was a band. I don't know what what which. Yeah, uh, did Khan correct yeah, me in, in the comments? Um, but he was definitely there. Um, a bunch of a bunch of people there, and like you said, I was I was doing those vlogs and filming a bunch of uh, behind the scenes stuff for a lot of bands. So I still have all that footage. Uh, it, unreleased. It's uh, it, a couple of them went up on YouTube at one point. Uh, then I privated them uh, real quickly <laughs> because it was just horrifying footage of of everyone in the scene. But uh, but maybe we should we should do like a little behind the scenes uh, throwback. Just edit all that footage and, and put it into like a little neat video. Yeah, get rid of all the cringy stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe the cringy like the cringy stuff is what people are into anyway. So. It's it's good to look back. Um, I I think one of one of the coolest things about having vlogs and videos and and just content online for ten years plus, the coolest thing to do is look back at it and uh, and kind of see. It's like a, a time capsule, just of you, your thoughts, your attitude, the way you spoke, yeah. who you were around. Yeah, um, yeah like yeah. I I have footage of me and Tara first hanging out for the very first time ever alone uh, on on video. My trip to the U.S. I told that story in the last episode. I I, how, I heard the, the, how the last I, episode. Yeah, how yeah. I flew to the U.S. Uh, to hang out with her. Uh, I have that vlogged in its entirety. The whole trip. Really? So, yeah. Dude, it, that's insane, man. <laughs> it's all it's all on there, and it's Dang it's all on private now. But it's so much fun to like look something you can look it. back on. Yeah. That's insane. Wow. Uh, I'm gonna keep going through the comments real quick. Um, Rosanna, Rosanna. Sorry if I'm butchering names. You guys know uh, it's very hard for me to to figure this out. But she said uh, he, she, he. Is it Roseanne? No, because my family are in the chat. Probably my mom's here, and my 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 relatives are probably in there. Yeah, R- Roseanne. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, I never heard. Uncle. There we go. <laughs> I never heard Josh play the drums ever. Uh, the first time I've heard him uh, when I visited Dubai in 2014, and I was stunned. He's too good, and I'm so proud of him. Yeah. See, dude, that is- was the Svengali show. I wanted to ask you uh, about that because um, family support is, is something that's been on two sides of extreme uh, when I, whenever I talk to someone, uh, musicians from the Middle East specifically or have been based yeah. in the Middle East. Yeah. Um, I come from a background where my parents uh, just didn't get it. They didn't <clears> get <throat> music uh, in general, but even more so metal and telling them like, I want to play in this metal band and we're going to travel and play some shows and I'm going to scream into a microphone. They're like, what the, what, what is this? We don't get it yeah, and yeah. we don't like it. Um, yeah. But uh, how was, how was family support in, with you in terms of, in terms of drums and, and music in general? I know you had a fairly different uh, experience with that. Yeah. Yeah, man. My, my, my parents were really cool, cool about it. Like when I, when I was a kid, like I was always, I had like this toy keyboard and I was playing with the keyboard. So my parents thought, okay, he likes playing the keyboard. Let's send uh, like keyboard lessons, piano lessons or whatever. And I did that for, for like a month or something like that. And then the guy was like getting really frustrated with me because I was playing everything by ear and not reading the stuff and he was like complaining to my parents about it my parents kind of went you know what he can play the keyboard (laughs) on his own so they took me out of it like why not right so um yeah and then my my um my dad asked me like 
well he was like really encouraging I, my parents were super encouraging they were at all my gigs man like they filmed a lot of my shows like the earlier shows they were at them like can you imagine like like a bunch of kids in like a hotel ballroom moshing and going crazy and then like my parents in the background with like their video cameras you know they were they were super supportive about about, about it all so like i have a lot of like yeah i i really appreciate the love and support my parents gave me you know growing up and then like i wouldn't have been doing i wouldn't have been playing drums actually if it wasn't for my dad telling me to play the keyboard in church so mm-hmm. that's how i started playing so i was like playing in church like playing the keyboard playing like church songs and then like the drummer had left to go to university so the drum kit was empty and i just sat on the drum kit one day and the the worship leader was sort of like man just stay there like you're good at that just stick stick on there and, i think i think yeah. knowing piano and keyboard uh allows you to play a bunch of different instruments i i don't know if i i can't play piano but i know a lot of people that play piano kind of find it easier because you the music theory uh is is you have it down uh to play piano and kind of transitioning into another instrument um is isn't as hard as say if you were like uh raised on bass bass guitar and then switch to piano or drums i think yeah um, piano is kind of the 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 uh, maybe what is it the the jumping what is it called it's the, gateway drug. the gateway the gateway <laughs> yeah i don't know man i don't know if, if it is i i've always found it like quite not easy but like i i've always kind of had a like knack for it somehow like i i like when my my dad would sing we were, like we would drive you know Uh, when we would go on drives we would listen to like Toto and stuff like that and my dad would sing the chorus of Africa and somehow I would naturally sing like the harmony to it like I, I, I just it just came kind of naturally to me I think and I think it's because I was listening to a lot of music growing up and, and, and kind of just like I don't know. My mom was always listening to music. She was like really into like country music and 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 pop music and stuff like that. So we listened to a lot of stuff constantly, and I think it just became like a natural thing for me to hear the way things should be and what it should sound like. And and then it for me it was just a matter of experimenting to kind of find the sound that I hear in my head and then make a chord somehow so like i guess that's how i learned how to play like other instruments like i i can pick up pretty much any instrument i think i wouldn't be good at it but i could play like happy birthday like fairly quickly you can find it, your yeah. way around it somehow yeah, yeah yeah like fairly quickly just just because i i guess i i can hear it really easily somehow like i know i, I just know what i need to hear you know and i find my way around well this so is a great great segue because uh everyone knows you as uh, as josh the drummer right you've always yeah. been um josh the drummer but uh, recently and uh, only only first vengali uh you became josh the singer and i don't think we've ever talked about how you fell into uh, the drums and singing role uh to the <laughs> tribe here because because it yeah. was it it is a crazy uh, kind of a crazy Story, thing yeah. to um to just kick off because you've been a part of the band for um for five years yeah at that point yeah 
at that point you've been you, we've been playing shows together um we played lebanon and turkey we've traveled uh which we'll, we'll get to in a bit i have some stories yeah. from from those shows that we have to tell them um <laughs> but uh but uh we've had we've always had a second guitarist who was the clean vocalist in the band and for yeah, those that yeah. don't know what i mean by uh, clean vocalist um in the band i do the the distorted vocals the kind of growling screaming vocals uh and for for the majority of the song and then in the in pockets of the song we have clean vocals so choruses and a couple of bridges and stuff like that would be a kind of a more singing uh, style of vocals and we had a second guitarist and a, a full other member uh, playing the guitar and singing those parts. We've had a bunch of lineup changes uh, over over the past five years, and um, and at one point we were supposed to play a show in and I remember this October twenty uh, eighteen. That was that was the the show where we realized it because we it was were in October Tide, right? It was that's why I remember it because their name was October. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. So uh, we were supposed to open for uh, for a band um, who's flying in from Europe. I have no idea from where, but flying in from Europe, and um, we were in the her- rehearsal space, and uh, we didn't have that extra member. But we were like, we still want to play this show, so. Um, you know what? Fuck it. Instead of instead of the the singing parts, uh, m- me and JM uh, could just could just scream those parts, and it'll just be a full distorted kind of metal metal show instead of the clean parts. And um, I don't know why, but we stuck a microphone next to you. Uh, I think I think it was just to like test if if you could fill in because if i was running out of gas or running out yeah, of yeah I, I remember what happened actually we, we were it? we were rehearsing quite a, like like we we went through the set list a few times and <laughs> after the set list adnan was kind of like man i don't even have time to breathe and da, 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 you know like because you don't like you have to scream the whole time you know it's crazy and um then we were trying to figure out how we would do certain songs with <clears throat> lots of um, clean vocals. And then we were like, oh man, we should just put the mic in the audience and let the crowd sing it. And, and like, they will be the, the second singer kind of thing. And we went through that for a little while and then it just seemed weird and we weren't sure how that would work out. And then I said, let me try, let's see how it goes. And this was, I think, the last rehearsal, right? Before the show? Was yeah, it? Like so, the... so we had a couple of days uh, um, because you, you flew in from Germany. So Germany, we only had a couple yeah, of days to, to do this. And, um, and I think, yeah, it was, it was the very last set of the last day of rehearsal. Um, yeah. So it was even, even like just half an hour before we packed up our stuff and met at the show the next day. Yeah. <laughs> and, and we just changed our... Our entire sound and set list and everything yeah, in that half yeah. an hour. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. We 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 ran through two songs, I think, right? And we were like, all right, cool. Then this is what we're doing for this show. After like what one or two days of rehearsing with with like everyone screaming and then imagining, we uh, you know would let the crowd sing. Yeah, it was. Uh, but, but that was that was the first taste of because I knew you could sing. You've I've seen you sing um, a bunch of times 
desert experiment and even when like we were we were rehearsing stuff you'd kind of sing the part back or oh, this it should sound like this it should sound like that but we never yeah. thought like let's get the drummer to sing on Zvengali. that was never something um i i ever imagined would be uh, would be the case for some reason and also because yeah. kind of the way we we had it set was um i don't know for what reason but in my head there was always a second guitarist um when we when we started doing that rehearsal i realized we actually we actually can do it without that second guitarist and yeah, then it sounds cleaner that, as well there's less yeah. noise on stage and it, it just yeah. it got it made everything a lot tighter so um i think uh, i think that was that was the first uh show where we played with you singing and after that um jm jm and i just went damn that's cool uh, ali ali dug the show um it was one of the, the like more fun upbeat shows we've ever played yeah and uh, and from there we <laughs> decided fuck it let's get josh to sing and uh, asked you if you'd be down to to even record the singing and not just be something we do live if we're in a in a pinch yeah yeah that was also kind of weird man like i flew in <laughs> i flew in um for that the next show we were supposed to play well or was it the same show no it was the next show obviously it's the next show um and and when i when i was in the car from the airport you guys were like okay cool so tomorrow at 10 o'clock you come to jam's place and we track your vocals and i'm like uh, <laughs> yeah. okay let's do it <laughs> so jam's actually in the comments right now he's saying uh, we were struggling with uh, sirens which is one of our songs we were yeah, struggling with it, sirens yeah. and it wasn't sounding good at all uh, and josh suggested to try it after hearing him sing we decided uh, to let josh do the whole set so this is something that you didn't even ask for this is something that we were like hey man that sounds good can you just keep doing it <laughs> yeah yeah but the, i mean it's the same it's it feels sort of like the same thing that got me into playing drums in the first place you know it's just like there was this bass i kind of said let me try it and kind of stuck somehow so it's kind of cool i i still i i find it weird man i don't consider myself to be like a good vocalist or anything like that at all you know so it, it's it kind of yeah i still find it really odd that you guys like it so much or, a lot, a lot or of like like it enough for me to record it you know that's what i was just gonna say a lot of people would disagree with you because um uh well a lot of the people have heard the first full song that you sing on from front to back uh, which is better off and try yeah. to let me know in the comments if you have heard it or or if you have seen the music video yet um but better off for me was one of those songs that were so hard uh, to let go of um yeah uh, uh, lyrically it was it was something that was uh, super personal to me that to the idea where like i wrote something that i won't even get to scream a part of uh, was, yeah. was 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 uh, super like weird for me to kind of let go of and um and it was uh, it was i think we tried seven people before we even uh, kind of uh, had the conversation of you singing or not um but uh yeah and it, it, it was it was a disaster we we just we couldn't find the right like feel and i think that's when you were talking about like you came in we had three days two days to record seven songs uh, with your vocals on it we set up in jm's house 
And just as soon as you we hit record, I'm better off. That was one of the things that I was like, all right, cool. This is happening. Because you and I sat down and we kind of talked about the meaning behind the song first. Yeah, yeah. And uh, where it comes from and stuff like that. And I think you kind of <clears throat> internalized it and projected it. And that's one of the things that completely sold me. Yeah. Yeah, and that song was was crazy, man. Like when when we talked about it, and like I kind of uh, I heard the demo versions with uh, demo vocals and stuff, and I knew kind of the vibe that needed to be there. But it, I don't know. Like I've I felt like I don't know. I, I I was thinking weirdly enough, Slipknot. You know, like Corey Taylor and and and, and how. When when he sings these songs, like this, just so much, like there's so much there, man. Like there's so much more than just like the, the pure technical ability of, of of him as a vocalist. It was kind of like, yeah, there's way more here than than you know meets the eye. And I wanted to kind of somehow tap into that, and I didn't really know how. And I was thinking, like I remember, like thinking about like stuff in my life as well like that i had I'd gone through um that made me feel pretty differently <laughs> when we tracked like i remember the the first time i sang the chorus of that song like because we, we we went through through it like i, I think in a few couple of takes and then like the the first time i did the chorus ever like i don't know it was like like all this shit in my head just came out somehow. It was really cool. It was, it was like you, you hear musicians talking about this all the time and you go like, yeah, cool, cool story, bro. <laughs> but but, but that's, like, it's really, but, true. but it's that's... what happened, you know, it was really, it was really cool. Was really... One, one of the coolest things that ever happens to me with any, any song we've ever released is the idea of someone going, yo, I related to this. Yeah. Uh, in a, in a completely, uh, either yeah. new way or somewhat similar way. So exactly. the intention of yeah. the song, but um, in both cases, the idea of like something we wrote uh, resonated with someone enough for them to like link it to something in their life is, is crazy. It still yeah. blows my mind every time we, we hear anything like that um, for, for the stuff we wrote. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm that was a cool song, man. I, it's it's one of my favorites, I think, on, on the new... On the new I mean, it's, it's not the heaviest or whatever, but like... I don't know. I think that somehow that that has a lot of meaning to me as well somehow. So it's it's cool. Like it it, it was something I think you wrote, right? Yeah. Uh, well, uh, <clears throat> Junior and JM uh, were around uh, for the, the music the music parts, and uh, I wrote the lyrics. Um, mm. And yeah. So yeah. Uh, no, was, that, that's what I mean. You wrote the words and everything. Yeah. So like. Yeah. It was. Yeah. Uh, it, was it was crazy. Definitely, it was definitely something something that. I, I didn't like intend to be uh, to be that personal, but it was just at the time everything came out that way, and the yeah. song came, came out that way. I, I, something something that I, I'll never take for granted for sure. Um, but yeah. let's let's jump into the comments real quick because Abud's in the house. Abud, thank you for tuning in all the way from Bahrain. He says, "Better off." That song really means a lot to me. See, that's um, wow. that's one of them. Um, <laughs> Katya saying, "Voice of an angel." Absolutely, Katya. Uh, and uh, and sorry for uh, for keeping him from you <laughs> for for a while now. Um, jo- JM is saying Josh uh, is an amazing singer and doesn't give himself enough credit. Uh, the work he's done on the album and the limits he's pushed that day are beyond impressive. Absolutely, I completely agree. 
Um, we have a tradition, uh, just, just for everyone that uh, is tuning in that doesn't know Svengali on a personal level. Uh, we, we don't say nice things to each other, usually. <coughs> We're kind of... Um, yeah. it's, it, we find it very strange. We have that uh, weird uh, wall that we build around each other when it comes <laughs> to emotions. But um, we've been trying to break that. We've been trying to you know, engage a little we'll more. We're nice to each be, other now. Be, be a little Getting more... older. Yeah, learn how to communicate better and stuff like that. So... <laughs> Um, I think that's what uh, that's what uh, is, is provoking JM, um, provoking JM right now, talking about uh, how impressed he was with with your vocals. But uh, <laughs> Hans in the comments, he says it's a sick song. Uh, was surprised when you said Josh sang it. And never knew that he had mo- mad vocal skills. Absolutely, neither did I. We were talking about how how long we've known each other in music. Never thought he could sing. Thanks, Kyle. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Arjun says yes. We have watched uh, watched it on YouTube. Better off and loved it. Thanks so much. Um, That's my mom, by the way. Hi, mom. Thank you for tuning in. See, this is this is the support I was talking about. Yeah, dude. Mom, uh, she's, she's like rounded up my whole family. They're all all, all in here. I think. All yeah. Shout out! Off. Shout out to the family. Thank you for uh, for joining the tribe and uh, and supporting Josh, man. Support support uh, him. Is supporting Svengali. It's it's a, a cyclical power. It keeps going on. So um, yeah. so we thank you for that. Um, where was I? Uh, Katya saying Adnan, you should dare to write more like this. It's a beautiful song. Thank you. Wow. Yeah. I um I don't have I don't have uh, I don't have the guts <laughs> to keep writing. Like no, I'm I'm trying. I'm we're trying a bunch of different things um, with with music. I think for for the lyrics specifically for Sayonara, we went a lot deeper than we usually do, um, and I think uh, I think it, it kind of enhanced the end result. Uh, it made it a much more personal album for us, but also uh, kind of connected with with a lot of the listeners in in different ways, which I really really appreciate. And I think um, I think yeah, like the addition of your voice was something that uh, that kind of jump started that as well. I want to talk. I want to talk a little bit about um, Lebanon. I, w- I want. We, we went to Lebanon to play a show, <laughs> and I want to. I want to kickstart some uh, some stories from Lebanon because I think that show, in particular, and I'm going to pull up the footage uh, here for the people that are watching. That yeah. show in particular was the best worst show we've ever played. Yeah. Yeah. There's this so show, many things that went wrong on that show, man. But I don't show, think anybody noticed. It, yeah, but for us, t- the technical side of the show was was um, very bad. Uh, everything turned off. Uh, guitars were unplugged. My mic turned off. Um, the backing tracks where the piano was playing started glitching. Among uh, was not not mentally with us. <laughs> <laughs> there, there were people that were zoned out. Um, but yeah, w- what do you remember? What do you remember from the show? Because you and I have never actually talked about this since then. The Lebanon show, dude. I remember. I remember it all really, really vividly. Actually, it was a really cool show. Misha was with us as well. Absolutely. And, um, yeah, man. There were so many cool things that happened. Like just even, even like exploring. I, I, I played Lebanon a few times before, and I had seen, you know, the city and stuff like that. But it was kind of like we, we were kind of exploring on our own. But like when we went, we had like 
all these cool people hanging out with us and just going, hey man, you should check this out. You should go to this bar. You should try this. You should, you know. And then it was really awesome to, to like see the city from like people that live there's perspective, you know, and like the, the the stuff that they got up to and stuff like that. So it was really awesome for 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 us or for me at least who had been there a few times but never really got a proper taste of, of, of Lebanon, you know. Um, but was I have... it was my first time um, th- it wasn't my first time visiting Lebanon but it was definitely my first time playing a show there or being at a show in Lebanon right. I've only ever visited like um, the the uh, American University of Beirut kind of campus while Tara right, was there right yeah 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 man I, I always have crazy s- stories in Lebanon whether it's like you know getting guns pointed at me in front of a mosque or whatever um to like the Svengali thing, man. Like we we have like so I have so many stories from that from that gig we did together. Like maybe I don't know. I have maybe maybe not not for the podcast, but <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah, man. The show was really cool. Uh, was I'm really, gonna really out awesome. you. I'm gonna I'm gonna do one random story f- for the podcast. Okay. I'm gonna out you on on one of them. Um. So I remember after the show, uh, the the day sorry the day before the show. Yeah, we were in a hotel room. The promoters were amazing. They gave us they gave us hotels and stuff, uh, and we were hanging out in the in the hotels before the uh, the show, and um, okay. we had a, a group chat uh, on oh, WhatsApp. I see where this is. <laughs> I see where this is going. We had yeah. a group chat on WhatsApp, <laughs> and um, and we were all partying the night before obviously we're in a new city, we're in a new country, we're playing a metal show, so we were all partying the night before and kind of slept in. And around 8 a.m., Josh sends a text to the group chat saying something along the lines of, my hair is stuck to the bed headboard uh, and I need to get up right now. <laughs> um, the toilet. To go, yeah, yeah, that I, little I, detail. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> my hair is stuck to the headboard and I need to go take a shit, <laughs> is what he said. Um, anyone, anyone here up or something like that? And then no one replied because we were all sleeping. And then he said, he sends two text messages right after that says, resolved as you were. And I thought, <laughs> and I always thought that was the funniest message to ever wake up and check your phone and see that whole conversation happen. Like this whole, it, it just gave us a script, it's like the whole dialogue. <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> still one of my funniest uh, texts. I still have that screenshot. <laughs> Yeah, man, that was funny. There, there were so many funny stories at, the, at that show. Dude, you know what's a really funny? Um, Kat, my wife, and I were talking about this just like uh, for, for lunch uh, or dinner um, before we got married, right? And I think it was the first time you had, had met her or like properly had a, had a word with her or, or whatever. And um, this was after Lebanon. And she was like, um, you know, we, we we were at the music room or something, and then and, and you went up to her and you pulled her aside and, and you were like, "Hey, um, I need to speak to you, you, you about about Josh, because you know you're about to get married and stuff." And she was like, she was telling me in her head, she was freaking out. She was like, "What did he do? What am I getting myself into here? Like." What would it, has this guy been like lying to? Like you know, all the like, worst case scenario things were running through her head, and she was like, "What's happening?" And then you just say to her, 
do you know how much hummus this guy eats? <laughs> and then she was like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, he eats a lot of hummus. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 um, I don't, I don't know why I did that. I thought, I thought it was like an introduction into the lame, uh, kind of comedy that the group. Yeah, on. no, dude, like, she she loves you after that. She was like, <laughs> that, that made me like Adnan so much. It was like, that's the funniest thing ever. Sweeped me out, but like, yeah, the words that came out after was the best. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I think um, that was very, yeah, that was right before you guys got married at the music room. I don't, I, I've met her a bunch of yeah. times before that, but I think the the getting married thing is, is what triggered that. Um, yeah, but yeah, was that, yeah, Lebanon, Lebanon was definitely, uh, definitely a fun show and a fun trip. And uh, if you, if anyone in the comments was was around um, from from the the people in the crowd, uh, promoter, all those people, um, Yusuf, you guys, you guys were amazing. I think um, I, I said this before, where it was the worst show technically, um, and uh, Ramar is in the comments saying, "Oh man, sorry, I couldn't make it uh, to Leb." Um, Dude, yeah, Mario, he's been awesome in, in that. Yeah, he. I think he was busy at the time. I don't remember how how it played out. Um, but uh, but yeah, it was it was the the most disastrous things turning off on stage and all that. But it was so much fun to play that show. Uh, I fell off stage. I, I fell directly into the crowd at one point. Um, hey, I did. Do we have a video of this? We do. You and have I'm, video. I'm uh, I'm playing. Well, the video I'm playing right now is uh, is one of the songs that kind of pulled through. It like wasn't. It wasn't. Sin, the, probably. It, it was laced in sin. It was the song yeah. that uh, that that uh, we we uh, we stuck it out from from beginning to end. But the rest were were kind of crazy. Yeah, but it was a really cool show, man. Like I, I don't like. I know it, there were there were like glitches technically, and then sometimes personally. <laughs> but like, um, but I had so much fun that that was one of the most fun gigs I've I think I've ever played. Yeah, me too, man. And um, uh, Ahmed uh, Ahmed Munir is in the comments saying it's one of the two shows that I didn't attend. I wish I would have been there, and that brings me uh, to. Uh, to just, I want to talk about Ahmed Munir for a second. He's attended every single Swingali show except for two. Really? So, so was he at Tur- was he in Turkey? Were you in Turkey, Ahmed? I don't remember. No, he wasn't. He wasn't in Turkey. Right. Um, uh, I, yeah. So every every show outside of uh, Turkey and Lebanon, he's he's attended, which Ooh. I think is. Uh, it's crazy crazy it's such a such an amazing person such a great supporter of everything we do and um we, we appreciate you man. Tattoos, man. Tattoos? <laughs> i'm down i am down and um and his name is uh is scrolling really? scrolling up there if you guys can see he's also a uh, uh, beast mode patron on on the podcast so he he's he's making he's one of the people making this uh this stuff possible so thank you so much brother and um yeah so but we we did mention turkey and I think traveling to Turkey uh, was one of the um, weirdest experiences I've had uh, traveling as a band. It was it was so um, overwhelming at first. Yeah. The idea of playing because so we went to uh, to Istanbul uh, to play a massive festival called Headbangers Weekend Festival, yeah. and that festival is is something that. Um, that we we booked uh, because of Matsum Metal East Records. He helped us get that show, and uh, and we we 
I don't I don't feel like we, we were ready uh, performance wise, but we weren't ready emotionally. Like as soon as we got on the plane, we were like, "Yo, this is this is this is crazy. This is cool. Really, this yeah. is really happening." And yeah. um, I think that show also had a bunch of stories. But uh, do you do you remember uh, anything from that show? Do you remember? Yeah, like- I remember making an ass out of myself in front of like one of my idols, like when we landed. I remember that. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, on the bus. Oh my god, dude! <laughs> do you want to do you want to tell <laughs> that story? Horrible. Yeah. So, the, uh, like on the plane, um, the 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 cabin crew were like really cool. They were like just giving us drinks constantly. Oh my! I don't I don't remember actually. To be honest, I had quite a bit myself, and like. Um, I'm saying they were just giving us drinks, <laughs> but we were probably asking for them. But um, yeah, no, we were just drinking on the plane, and then I, I, I felt all, all right on the plane, and then we land in in Istanbul, and like we we were waiting for the bus to take us to wherever we needed to go, and and right there is like one of my he- like heroes. His name's Krim. Um, he's a drummer for um, Septic Flesh, and he used to play with like Decapitated and stuff like that. And I was I was a huge fan of the Decapitated stuff, more the Septic Flesh stuff. So like, and I and I'd been following him on YouTube and stuff um, before that anyway. So like, I meet him, and then like I'm just talking to him, and like the guy doesn't smoke, he doesn't drink, he, he he's like, I don't know, he's just like super clean, super straight edge, or pretty or straight edge, yeah. I, I, I don't know if he's straight edge, but like, you know, kind of on that thing. But, you, you know, like he, he, he's super, he's vegan and all this stuff. So like... Um, You're and, rocking up to him drunk off a plane. <laughs> oh man, that was so bad. And I was like talking, like asking him all these weird questions and stuff like that. And then um, when we were on the bus, I think Taifi was with us. Yeah, Taifi was with us. Taifi had this like bottle of Jim Beam. And we were like drinking Jim Beam straight out the bottle and like passing it over to, to Krim. Like, dude, yes. And he was like, I don't drink, man. And then he was like, what? No, you have it. I was like trying to force the guy. It was like so, it was so cringy. Oh man, I feel so horrible <laughs> about it. And and um, he, I remember him saying, like, I'm used to this. I'm, like the guys in Poland, like decapitated, used to do the same thing. So I'm used to this. It's cool. It's fine. Whatever. And he thought it was really funny. And then the next day we sound checked. And as I, as I was like coming down the, the staircase, um, I slipped down the staircase and he saw me slipping. And then he was like, you okay, man? I was like, yeah, I'm cool. Yeah, whatever. And then like on the day, on the thing we were about to play the show or whatever, the, the day we were playing the show. Did we sound check the same day? I don't remember. Wait, I'm, I'm playing some footage uh, from that uh, while, while you while you talk about the sound check and the show and stuff. We, right. we sound checked on the same day, I think. Oh, right. Okay. So then like, I guess between sound check and the show, like they had this, this, um, this fridge backstage with like water and then and, and, and like um you know i think it was just water actually and like coconut juice or something like that and i was like trying to cook coconut water and i was like trying to open the fridge but because it was really hot and the fridge was really cold it was kind of stuck it wouldn't open i was like trying to shake the fridge open and then um when i pulled the fridge the fridge started falling on me and krim was behind me and he like grabbed the fridge 
and he stopped it from falling and then he just looks at me and goes rough day huh and I was like yeah <laughs> <laughs> shit <laughs> oh so bad but then the, but then we saw him like the next day at one of those one of those bars that we went to remember that 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 place with amazing sound and that that band that was playing Pantera yeah. what it was called that tiny uh, bar rock something i forgot but yeah whatever that bought but uh, we we ran into them again um there and then he was i was like totally sober then and and um we we talked about it and we had a really nice conversation and he was like no it's cool no don't worry about it it's all uh, it was really he was really nice about it i felt really embarrassed i still feel really embarrassed about it because it's not it's not usually how like i like handle myself or whatever like in in that professional sense you know what i mean like what what we were talking about way earlier you know like you are an ambassador for the band kind of thing and i like broke that like rule of mine or whatever on that show so like yeah i, I felt really really embarrassed after that i still feel really bad about it like yeah. <laughs> i think i think we were, we were all just uh very excited to be there um jm in the comments is saying the the bar is called do rock do rock that was do rock yeah, that's the uh, if if uh, you ever go to istanbul um Dude, that place is awesome that's well, awesome. Hit up that's actually cool speaking of uh hitting up istanbul and and traveling um this current climate and everything that's happening right now is is kind of insane um I want to yeah. I want to kind of talk about the just how close we got to you almost being stuck in Dubai um because of the the Kuna Kosho which was supposed to happen yeah, yeah. March 13th. Yeah. Yeah man that was crazy like I didn't know I didn't like we knew it was getting bad but we didn't expect it to get that bad. Like we cuz at the time we knew Lacuna Coil couldn't leave and we thought oh it's just cuz it's really bad in 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 Italy, you know. And yeah. And we were just like yeah, we 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 kind of planned to come to Dubai and we were like hesitating about it going yeah, maybe we should, maybe we shouldn't. Um not really sure what to do and in the end we kind of decided you know what's good let's go like me and then my wife and then my, my little girl and we went out to Dubai and and while we were there obviously the show was canceled so we just kind of hung out rehearsed played a little show um to our friends and things like that and then like and then stuff just got really serious while we were in Dubai and and they were talking about like locking down everything and all this stuff and we were just kind of like oh man what what's going to happen now and and we were freaking out that we wouldn't be able to be let back into germany and i mean it, we cut it really close cuz you traveled here on yeah. march 9th right yeah. 9th yeah and the, Something the show like that, yeah. the show was march 13th so leading up to this it was still like very unknown what was going on around the world there was yeah. talks of italy like doing a travel uh, lock or a travel ban um and uh and i remember the weekend before the show one of our friends said yo is the show still on i think it was a couple of weeks before the show yo is the show still on because um there's there's a lot of stuff happening around the world yeah. and i was like yeah i'm i'm pretty sure it, it could still happen you flew in from germany and that's when everything kicked off <laughs> as soon as you got yeah, here basically man. it's my fault <laughs> yeah, yeah. i i blame you for everything dude yeah i'm sorry 
No, I, I don't know, man. It was great. But you know what the crazy, the crazy thing is, right? We flew back into Germany and the day after we flew back in, they closed, they shut the borders. So like, we got really lucky. Like we, we gotten just in time. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know, man. It, it's, it's just so surreal to think about. Like I, I've been back, back since the Dubai show and like, I haven't really been, I haven't been to the office yet. Like I haven't gone to work, you know, I'm sitting at home the whole time. I haven't seen anybody else except like my wife and kid, you know? So like, it's just like, I mean, we, we've seen like my, my in-laws, but like, you know, it's just family, but it, not really friends or anything. It's crazy. Like it's such a surreal time. And then, and then what's even more surreal to me is like people that, kind of think all of this is like a hoax or whatever you know what i mean like oh yeah i, I, I don't know let's i don't know if we should get into that and i, tr- into I try not i try not to like um on the show i just don't get it I, yeah I'm, yeah it's, it's I, all really weird to me i just try not to not to get into that stuff on the show primarily because that's all anyone else is talking about exactly, um, so exactly. i kind of want this to be the uh the let's let's just kick it and and spread some positivity and, and have a good time a uh, good conversation about about the stuff we've, uh, yeah. we've been able to kind of do uh, along the way and stuff but yeah, the, yeah. It, it does it does get really really crazy it does um you, you hear yeah, some man. stories that really confuse me yeah man but you know, like on the plus side, like speaking, <laughs> speaking about keeping it positive, like I know, I know for like a whole, a, a bunch of people, like we, we've lost a friend of ours to, to the virus. Right. And like, there, there are a bunch of people that are, that are dealing with that right now. And it's really sad and it's really insane, man. Like people are just <laughs> dropping like flies, you know? Um, because of this thing and we're all locked down, we're all in, in, in our homes and we can't do things and, you know, businesses are, you know, going under and stuff like that. It's, it's, it's insane. But for me personally, I feel like the, this virus has been kind of like a blessing for me in a weird way. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I'm at home, my, my work hours were cut short. Like I was kind of not furloughed, but like kind of half furloughed. My I was like working half the amount of time I was supposed to work, and like I had so much time with my wife and kid. Like it was so cool. Like, and and so much has happened, you know. Like since then, from from Dubai to now, that I've been able to like witness because I wasn't at work. Like I wasn't hearing about it because my wife's like, "Oh man, look, she did this today," or like I, I watched it on a video. Like I saw it live, like in front of me. I've watched my daughter like do things like develop yeah. and stuff. I, I think that's the coolest thing and and like i've really enjoyed the time home i've had like lots of time to do a bunch of things work on like little home projects at home over i think complicated kitchen lights and stuff <laughs> that's the coolest thing for me i think um seeing yeah. what everyone's been able to kind of uh, uh put their time into um and and all the creatives kind of coming out with with different things i like this podcast being one of them you know like yeah um a bunch of people doing podcasts a bunch of people doing uh videos a bunch of creatives are are starting to do different kinds of artwork and stuff like that i think that's very yeah. cool and um it's definitely uh it's definitely a, a difficult time to see the silver lining but but i think 
a part of what I try to do, with, especially with the tribe, is is uh, highlight the silver lining, kind of sh- shine it up uh, just for a couple of hours, uh, three times yeah. a week, because because it really does get hectic with the news and everything that's happening around the world. It, it drives yeah, it drives everyone a little crazy. Um, yeah. But I I wanted to switch it up to to ask you, what are some of your favorite things? Uh, people have been doing since the lockdown um live streams um what what, what are the things you're uh, you're tuning into these days dude i've kind of <laughs> shut shut off everything like the the closest thing i think to me like following what people are up to during the lockdown has been this this your, your podcast thing which Thank for you. me is cool because because like um you know obviously I'm now in Germany and, and I don't really get to speak to like a, a lot of my friends in Dubai anymore and stuff like that because, you know, life, you know, it's just how it is. And um, when, when, whenever, you know, the podcast on Cat and I, we, we tune in and we like, we're, we're in the, the, the chat, you know, watching our friends or, or like, you know, chatting with our friends in the chat. And it feels like we, we're a little community or whatever like it, it the feels tribe. like i'm with my yeah but we better feel like i'm with my friends again you know like i'm yeah. hanging out with you guys so for me that's been like really positive but like what i've actually been doing and like if you ask that should probably like tell you i've been obsessed with sailing man like i i want to like get with a sailing yeah dude i want to get a boat and go sailing <laughs> I'm, i've been obsessed with it i'm like reading books about it and going crazy about that sort of thing like yeah i don't know it, it, it's weird What's, it's what started that i kind of always wanted to do it like i've always wanted to go sailing for for a really long time and before we left dubai we were talking about getting um getting like our sailing licenses or whatever in in dubai and uh we kind of talked about it for a while and then it kind of you know one of those things you know oh let's do it and then it kind of never happened and now that i've been away and we were in dubai and like i didn't really get to go to the beach and um i don't know man like i'm i grew up in the, by the sea all the time we were always on the beach like i was i was always at the beach nearly every weekend or whatever i every, at some point like nearly every weekend i was in fujera i was like snorkeling or scuba diving all the time mm-hmm. i really miss it like I'm, i i i started to really really miss the sea and i found this youtube video of this like couple um that have been living on a boat for like the last 10 years and um they just like they'd stay at home and they they kind of live this nomadic life on the ocean and they kind of they're fully self-sufficient like they live off of the solar thing and wind and kind of you know they just come go go to land to get like food and, and petrol for their for their engine when they need to run the engine you know but they, they have a sailboat and i was like oh man you know i i've always wanted to do this and i kind of want to do that like maybe now if you, sometimes if you I've, gave I've me a, obsessed with it. if you gave me a list of like top 10 things i want to do um i don't think sailboarding would be uh would be in my in my top yeah 10. i don't know uh, man i, I it's something it's i've a... <laughs> wanted to do for a while and now it's like I, I, I some reason it's like now's the time i'm gonna sail <laughs> so i don't know if i will or not but it's just something i'm obsessing with right now it's just little dream or whatever well when when this thing was over and uh and if you you start owning a sailboat i suggest 
I suggest. You know how they have that 70,000 tons of metal yeah. um, cruise ship kind of metal yeah. show? I suggest yeah. we throw the first metal show on a sailboat and, Dude, uh, I was, and I was just live Kat. stream it. <laughs> yeah, I was telling Cat about this. Um, it would be really cool as well to have like a band that instead of touring with like a tour bus, they tour on, on a sailboat. <laughs> just go around and like, you, oh, oh, yeah, you can we, only, just play on You can only play cities on a coast. Yeah, exactly. So, so, the, so everyone is forced to, and it's inconvenient for everyone else. But screw it. If you like the band, come and check us out. Yeah. What, what are we guys in the comments? What are we calling the sailboat tour? We need we need some funky ass names for the sailboat tour. <laughs> what can it be? Funky sail tour. Gone with the know. wind. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that's better than the funky sail tour. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I'm going to jump into the comments real quick. Uh, Khaled yeah, Tamimi is saying, uh, Josh, look at it this way. He'll always remember you. He's talking about Karim from uh, Septic Flesh. Apparently um, he does, man. Like when they played Dubai, I think Fadi spoke to him and he remembered. I did me. as well, yeah. Um, did I, he, did I met, he actually? Yeah, he did. He remembered you and Taifi and, uh, and uh, was had some words. Had some words about the, about the experience. Dude, oh, man. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we're, we'll we'll bump into them soon. We'll we'll make it up to them. Um, yeah. Roxanne is saying we need a journal of Zvengali memories and photos and merch. Um, the journal uh, of Zvengali memories and photos. I think the best we have so far is up on the Zvengali YouTube Zvengali channel. YouTube page. Yeah. There's a yeah. bunch of, of, of old stuff. So there. the, there's a bunch of um, uh, vlogs and like our trip to Lebanon uh, in its entirety was filmed, uh, including like mm. getting there, the plane. Yeah. 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 All that stuff. So I think that's that goes back to what I was saying about about making vlogs, about doing all that stuff. It's once you're in it it's such a pain in the ass but once you're out of it and and it's a couple of years past and you go back and you have the chance to see you know josh sleeping on a plane uh, us landing in lebanon getting picked up by the promoters to go to the hotel like that's such a such a unique memory that um that i'm yeah, so glad man. we got it filmed and edited and just uploaded on this cloud that could save it for for as long as possible for i don't know i don't think as youtube's going down anytime exists. soon but yeah <laughs> yeah but yeah, Roxanne, that's uh, that. Uh, thank you for for saying that, and uh, check it out on the Svengali YouTube page. Um, Ahmed Munir is saying we definitely need the merch. Uh, it's coming, it's coming, bro. Um, the the whole situation around the world kind of put a put a screeching halt to to all that stuff, but it will be it will be out very very soon. Uh, Judy saying um, escape from reality. She's, she was talking about the uh, the positive vibes we try to project yeah. on, on the show. Yeah. It, uh, it really is. It really is for me as well, Judy, and. Um, I kind of, uh, I kind of like it's a step back from uh, from the grind because it is just a conversation with you guys. Like it's a conversation with Josh and uh, 26, 26 of you guys tuning in. It's not um, kind of a show show. Twenty six uh, and just hanging out, yeah, and just hanging out oh. with the tribe here. Um, kind of saying sorry to hear about your friend, man. Uh, yeah, sorry, to, sorry. Um, <coughs> he, we uh, he was in the in the Dubai metal scene, and yeah. um, I, I it's unconfirmed what, what exactly went down, but um, but yeah, we're sorry for his passing, and uh, he was he was a good dude. He was such a good dude, and yeah, uh, we he will be missed, and we will spread positivity in his in his name. He was always smiling, that guy. Yeah, dude. always smiling. Absolutely. Um, Ahmed Khalil is asking you, uh, Joshi, did you manage to get yourself some cream eggs this year? No, man. Oh, no, wait, I did. I did. Uh, we had people visiting from the UK and they brought me some cream eggs, but it was like way before Easter. 
Um, I don't think you know about this actually, Adnan. Maybe I have no idea what you guys are talking about. What, right. what is cream eggs and why is this an issue? I love cream eggs. <laughs> you know those crab, Cadbury cream eggs that, that come out every, every Easter? If you go to any spinnies, they like everywhere. But like, I, I actually oh, have no idea what what it is. What's a cream? Really, like a dude. chocolate egg. It's chocolate. Yeah, it's works. a chocolate egg with like this, like like I don't know, some sort of white filling. I don't know what oh. it is, but it's it's yummy. Okay. Uh, I I think it's yummy. Some people hate it, but um, I was like few few years ago um, around Easter. I couldn't find them anywhere and I was like looking for it. And then I posted on Facebook and I was like, yo, have, have, has anyone seen any cream eggs? And like, like everybody just, it was so cool, man. Like it was the one of those things, you know, like people say on, yeah, oh, I posted the same on social media and like the internet delivered kind of thing. Like all of my friends on like Facebook and stuff, they found cream eggs for me. And then like they brought them to me. Like I had bags of cream. I had shitloads of cream eggs just because of everybody. And then uh, um, Ahmed gave me some as well. But yeah, so yeah, no man, I didn't find any cream eggs this year in Germany. I don't think they have them in Germany, but I did have them before Easter. What a, what a random, random story uh, with, the, with the cream eggs there, Josh. What a random yeah. story. Um, <laughs> we're going we're gonna to keep going. We're not going to talk about cream eggs anymore because um, uh, for two reasons. I'm getting slightly hungry and uh, right. frustrated because I still don't know what they are. I mean, I know that I, I kind of have an image in my head, but I've never tasted it. So the more you right. talk about it, the more... Uh, the more I want one. Um, Ahmed Munir is saying Moby Dick. Josh confirmed. Yeah, I that, yes, because of the sailboat. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to go so, harpooning whales though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, white that, whales and things. Ahmed Khalil is saying that's such a bougie ass sport sailing. Uh, yeah, it, I, I don't think it's a. You're not going to be roughing it out if you have a sailboat. <laughs> that's for sure. Sorry about that. Well, um, I don't know, man. Some some of these guys really do like rough it out. Like if you, if if you're thinking about like yachts, like these fancy yachts, yeah, it's it's, it's pretty. I fancy, think that's the image like, in my head because because that's what we see in Dubai. I'm, I don't. Think yeah, yeah. The Dubai the, like, the du- Dubai sailing. boats are insane, man. Like when you look at the boats here that we have on the lake in Germany, it's like they're crap. They're like you have this shitty little kitchen in the corner and like these like musty old chairs in the bottom where you have to sleep on. It's it's horrible. And then and it's just rough all the time, you know. But like the Dubai yachts are like insane, like they're, they're ridiculous. Like I would love one of those. I would love to have one of those just because you have all of the your comforts, you know, from home on a boat. But like I don't know. I kind of want to actually sail, like do the whole rough thing, live bad. I don't know. Live live, live life. <laughs> live live poorly Uh, (laughs) josh's dreams uh struggle struggle with life um let's go through the comments judy saying uh, with a love heart and the the rock emoji Uh, what is this called what is is that the horns right the The horns yeah devil horns right Uh, okay devil horns dude come on man you know what i mean the horns like arrest you be careful man (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the metal horns that's what we're calling it but yeah uh, i don't know if taif is uh taif is in the uh, chat here but um yeah he was definitely he was in the he was uh, the guitarist and vocalist for us when we played that uh, show in turkey so he's in that footage turkey, for yeah sure. yeah um cat saying the metal pirates tour that's a good name 
Um, uh, and there's a bunch of comments about the cream eggs. Wow, a lot more people like cream eggs than I expected. And I, I was trying to end that conversation because I had no idea what they were. But look at that. Look, everyone's mm. talking about cream eggs now. Um, <laughs> Ahmed Khalil is saying you should name the boat uh, Yechti Gamila. Gam- I don't know what that means, though. What's that mean? Uh, it means like uh, my my yacht is beautiful and yachty is also uh, my sister or like hey sis my in, sister uh, beautiful uh, Ahmed it was it was a good it was a good suggestion let's just leave maybe, it maybe it just doesn't translate in English <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's really funny in Arabic that's that's for sure uh, Mike yeah, yeah. just joined us what's up Mike thank you for tuning in he says what did I miss um, a whole bunch dude uh, there's is Mike still about. counting how many times people swear? I don't think uh, I've sw- I don't think I swore a single time in this whole thing. Maybe I said shit, but like uh, no, no. Uh, Joy already caught you. She said uh, we we just got our first F word. Um, really? Yeah. Early on in the conversation, if you go back in the comments, we definitely have uh, we definitely have an F word up there. Um, I've I've uh, I've I think I've gotten. It's either everyone's comfortable enough. Or there's something about me that makes people want to cuss, but I've gotten people that don't normally cuss um, yes. to, to to drop some f bombs and stuff. Because uh, even even last uh, episode with Fly with Haifa, she doesn't cuss on her on her social media and stuff. And yeah, there, yeah, there were a she did of cuss a few times. Yeah, 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 yeah. I did catch them. Yeah, <laughs> man, I was trying. I was trying really hard to not, but like I wanted to be the first person to not cuss the whole thing. Um, you know, because we're, we're dads and stuff. Like we have to watch our language now. <laughs> yeah, we. Uh, I can't do it. It's so hard. <laughs> you don't realize, man. It's crazy. Well, especially yeah. when you're, when we're talking to each other because we've been traveling and doing a bunch of like stuff together. It just kind of yeah takes us back to that natural habitat that we're used to, and used yeah, to, usually we, we drop a couple of uh, yeah a couple of bombs. But you were just talking about dad and. Uh, like me, you've uh, not long ago become a dad. Yeah, and uh, we're we're about around the same uh, the same age in terms of uh, in terms of kids. Um, yeah, and like I want to ask you because yeah. because quarantine happened with uh, so so basically a majority of their life has already been in quarantine. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, stuck stuck at home with the parents. But um, what what uh, has changed? Uh, for you, uh, your approach to like uh, art or music or or even um, coding and that stuff has anything changed uh, since having a kid? No, man. Actually, I thought like <clears throat> I thought it would change. You know, like a lot of people would say, "Oh, man, you're gonna have a kid. Your life's ruined." Or, and I kind of thought, like, yeah, maybe, uh, but nothing, nothing drastic, really. Like, and. I don't know. Maybe maybe our kid is just like um, easy or something because she she she's not a pain. Like we don't have sleepless nights or anything. And we I don't think we ever did. We had maybe two or three sleepless nights, but um, I don't know, man. Like nothing really drastic has changed. Um, the only thing though is that I don't do music professionally anymore, right? Like I used to do that in Dubai. I used to work as a musician, more like a gun for hire kind of thing for for, for bands and, and that sort of thing. But like, um, since we moved to Germany, I kind of toyed with the idea and I like 
did the math and it was just like it just wasn't worth it man like i have moved to a city where really nobody knows me and like now i have to network and i have to like find the right people and 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 you know kind of get my name out there again where in dubai um i was like like people knew like it was it was 10 and, years and of like that. 10 years of networking basically yeah exactly or, like way I, more I had done that, yeah. the work there and everything so i was just kind of like oh, man i can't be bothered and then like when i looked at how much bands were getting paid here and stuff like that from like because i was i was in a band here in, in, in germany called disillusion and uh they knew a bunch of people that do it professionally and i like awesome and the amount they were getting paid and they all had to like do other things like teach music and stuff so i did the math and i figured for what i could earn in dubai for two nights of work i would have to work like um like every single day like seven days a week non-stop like every night and and do lessons all day for for like five days a week you know yeah. so yeah. just to just to earn enough that i just to earn as much as i did for two nights but i mean like then again like it, it, the the like living costs here are, are like way different than dubai like dubai is ridiculously expensive you have to always like have this like little egg like of 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 money this little stash for like well, what if something goes wrong and, and my health insurance doesn't cover it kind of thing. but like the social security system here is really nice so i don't really i mean we still do it but like i don't need to you know and like um but yeah i i just thought to myself like dude i want to be and this is before before we had a baby but we knew we wanted a, a kid right and like um yeah so i just setting up the uh the the entire foundation yeah pre, i i just figured it. man i want to not be gone every night like i know like whatever she she sleeps at like six o'clock whatever and and i could do it you know but i don't want to be exhausted in the in the day when when you know she's at her most active you know and yeah. i was like I, I don't want that like i i guess like my my perspective on it has kind of changed a little bit like i want to focus on on being a good dad and and being like there for my my kid you know so um i like yeah i didn't know what to do with my life really because like for 10 years i was doing music kind of professionally you know and like i was a bit lost and i was thinking because i i haven't really i mean I, i went to sae and i did the audio engineering thing but uh, like for those uh, for those that don't know sae is uh a university here um is it considered yeah. a university institute um yeah that's that's the school of audio engineering and yeah. um, that's kind of the your go-to uh degree when uh, when you're getting into audio engineering um, yeah or, or from production exactly and and the thing the thing as well with the sae thing is the year that i was in um like it was the old sae and then the next year they changed the curriculum and the way they did stuff and it was like you you got a degree next year so like while i was studying at sae like our instructors were studying to get their degrees it was re- it was a really weird time so so like what i have now is like not a degree and and like in germany they love like their pieces of paper you have to have a degree for things and all of this stuff so um 
yeah, I was just like really lost, man. I didn't know what to do. And then I um, figured, you know what, man, like I've been doing computer stuff for a while. Like not really, but with I, I was like programming the videos to sync up with, with a different computer and doing all these like technical things. So I'm, I figured I'm decent enough with computers. I have fun with like um, doing graphic design and stuff, like playing around with Photoshop and, and photography and things like that. So. I am decent with a computer. Maybe and, I can learn how to code. Uh, for for those uh, that don't know, actually, you guys don't know because I, I never actually mentioned it on the show. But Josh is the one who um, you're the one who set me up uh, with this uh, OBS stuff. So like you taught me how to kind of trigger the things, and you gave me a couple of quick hints here and there. And uh, I had no idea there was a thing called hotkeys. So the changing of the cameras, uh, cutting to him, cutting to me, um, all that stuff was uh, was triggered because he just mentioned it by passing and it was like oh by the way i've done this before and here's, uh, yeah. here's a couple of tips and uh, that that's kind of the reason this show looks the way it is now yeah i i yeah <laughs> dude that's so, crazy yeah just 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 a shout out to you for for hooking yeah, it up man. like that because i think cool. i think this is like i was i always say like i uh, i kind of wanted to dive deeper into the production side of, of doing a live stream for sure yeah yeah like that's the thing like i used to do this stuff with i and then when i joined disillusion i set up this obs thing and 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 we would do live streams for our patrons um in in, in here you know and we made it a bit more professional and that sort of thing so i kind of figured i know how to do some of this stuff i can get into coding i could learn how to program stuff i did a myspace page once <laughs> so so like I was like let's let's learn rest in peace that. MySpace over there yeah man but yeah so I, I taught myself how to program and then I started looking for jobs as a web developer which is really funny like I never would have imagined myself being like it's like it's like the typical Indian thing right you you, you become like oh yeah I'm a computer guy <laughs> but it's <laughs> the, what happened the, right? the like, stereotype yeah happened. yeah yeah so um yeah, so now that's what I'm doing, like professionally, to like keep the lights on and that sort of thing. So it, it's awesome. Like I'm, I'm, I, I enjoy what I do, kind of. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to do that kind of stuff for now, and then see where that goes. You know, so it's yeah, a new absolutely. thing for me as well. But yeah, I think um, I don't know, man. I think uh, I, I when when Kiro was born, I. Um, something changed in me where it wasn't more of like what should i do or what uh, how how do i set up uh, a better foundation or should i change something about myself it wasn't any of that but it was just go super hard on anything i do even yeah. if it's um something yeah. something like uh, like a podcast i i want to do it the best way possible yeah um if, if i'm making a video i want to make it the best video possible um and i don't know how uh it relates back to him for some reason, but every time I look at him, I want, I think like anything I do uh, has to be the best possible. So if at some point he looks back at it, it's like, God, that, that was kind of cool for the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, that's the one thing that kind of uh, triggered uh, for me. But um, you mentioned India and in, in the comments we have, um, Adnan, do you guys ever plan performing in India? I'm sure you will see a jam-packed stadium. The crowd out here is crazy, and they're really waiting for a band like yours to be heard here in Mumbai. Yeah, we, we've we've actually tried uh, a couple of times to book India um, in the past, but it just never never fell through. Uh, I don't know yeah. what happened, but um, 
as soon as this thing is over we've been we've been trying to get on the road uh gearing up for this album and after the album dropped but once this thing is over we'll figure out a way to start bouncing around the world playing shows and meeting all of you guys i can't wait to meet everyone in the comments um yeah uh, Mike is saying, I'm so hypocritical about the swearing, especially since I swear like a sailor. Mike, uh, <laughs> Mike is, uh, like Josh said, he, uh, he beeps everyone whenever uh, someone, someone cusses. And Ahmed Khalil said, I thought it was a cuss friendly show. Uh, don't know where, why I was that, uh, under that impression. Yes, it, it is. It, it's a cuss friendly show, except for a couple of, uh, a couple of, uh, flagged Facebook words. Things, yeah. yeah. What are the flag words? Adnan? <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> You're just as bad as Khalid trying to bait me into saying them. Uh, Mike also says, uh, belated congratulations, Josh, on the birth of your wee one. Uh, oh, thanks, Ahmed man. saying, thanks. Uh, God bless you guys. Um, uh, uh, Audrey saying, um, a kiddo has uh, had her first drum classes with dad. Yeah. Oh, you, you guys I mean, have started drumming. Days, we were just messing around. I had a practice <laughs> pad and she was like, it's, it's really fun it's cool <laughs> uh, I remember you telling me that in Syria Arcade that all your life in Dubai you were a musician and that it isn't feasible in Germany uh, it was uh, the biggest barrier of fear you had moving on uh, if yeah. I remember correctly yeah we uh, we got into that conversation a little bit after you posted that comment but yeah um, it was uh, I, I can't imagine how, how crazy that must have been everything changing at the same time dude yeah man Crazy how to learn German and everything is insane. Which is crazy because now you're you're fluent. Yeah. Yeah, man, I had to I felt like I needed to do it. Like I, I when I moved here, I mean in like people always say, you know, Germans speak really good English and stuff. But then um, when when we came to where we live in Leipzig, um, it's in, in in the state of Saxony and uh, it's East Germany, old East Germany, and like, I mean, people speak English, right? But like, um, it's really difficult to find people that actually do speak English and and speak it comfortably. Yeah. And so when you try to speak to someone in English, they just kind of go, uh, "Let's go back to German," and you're kind of like, "Oh, you have no idea, man." I have no but idea that's the best way on. to learn. That's the absolute best way to learn when you're just in the yeah. situation where you're you don't have another option, right? Yeah, and I I mean my my in-laws don't speak any English, so they they just speak German. So I wanted to really be able to communicate with them as well. So I made it like my mission, like okay, at least get good enough to have a conversation with my in-laws. You know, that's like, cool. It was kind of weird having to go to my wife all the time, like hey, can you tell them this? <laughs> you know, but yeah. Uh, let's keep going with the comments they're um, piling up a bit um, Ahmed Munir is saying yeah hotkeys are replacing something called the stream deck yeah I saw that um, so a stream deck is basically exactly what I'm doing but it's its own uh, standalone device hardware, hardware that, yeah. that you uh, that you can uh, click and change uh, key like the cues and all that stuff um, I'm just using my keyboard for now um, the the disadvantage of using your keyboard is that if I have to go type something uh, in the in, in another window or something like that, it might trigger uh, OBS. But I made it so it's not constantly on uh, OBS. You have that option. So if you click to another window, um, it's it's not hotkeys anymore. And that's a little a little nerdy uh, nerdy yeah. uh, tidbit there for you guys. Um, Sarah Jane is saying, growing up together, you've always been so artsy and figured things out by mixing different things together. It always turned out great. 
Dude, hi Sarah. Sarah, by the way, is one of like a real friend of mine from from like the church days. Like she, we used to be in, a, in the church band together, you know. And um, yeah, Sarah's awesome. Thanks, Sarah. Nice, nice to hear from you. It's been a while. We should we should chat sometime. But anyway, we'll do that later. You know, no, no. <laughs> but you know what's crazy? Um, Han and I uh, spoke about this a couple of times. This uh, podcast, this. Uh, this this whole tribe uh, coming together uh, and doing these episodes has actually reconnected or connected people again um, or connected people for the, for the first time uh, just because of the the conversation just because yeah. of being able to have a conversation and and uh, talk about you know a, a bunch of creative stuff um, a lot of people are, are tuning in and realizing that they they either know each other from back in the day and let's hang out again or yeah. hey we've <clears throat> never hung out we should we should do some stuff together again dude yeah i mean like khan and i for example like i've i've known of khan's band for a while but i didn't didn't really like know that khan had been around for so long and like after his episode, we started chatting, and and it was just kind of like, dude, do you, do you remember this? Do you remember that? Oh my god, you were around then? What the? You know? So it, it's crazy. Like, yeah, this is this is this is what I was saying earlier, man. This is like one of the coolest things. Um, this this uh, pod video podcast thing. Um, I keep getting it wrong too. Oh, I just I muted know. myself. Did I mute? It's Did not you? muted. I don't know. Did you? Uh, I don't know. I don't think I muted myself because uh, I have a I have a thing now that I have to do thanks to uh, Khalid Tamimi. If I mute yeah. myself, I have I have this this thing that I have to play. What um, do you have to play? <laughs> it's it's him yelling at me. He sent it to me on on WhatsApp and I put it as part of my thing. But I didn't mute myself. I don't think I muted myself. Uh, let me know. Oh, so, me know. so you played on the stream? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. I get it. Oh, he says, wait, he says, yes, you did. Did I? I need more than Khaled to let me know if I'm muted myself. <laughs> yeah. But, probably. um, uh, and the reason I need more, more than Khaled is because he baits me into, into either cursing or, or doing, doing something. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. but, uh, Mike, Mike says, uh, still waiting on you here in the great white igloo, aka Kanda. Um, yeah, I wish, I wish we could play Kanda. Yeah. That'd be amazing. Um, uh, Mike also says, "See you next Tuesday." Is the flagged word? That's a good mm. way, good way to kind of hide it there. Yeah, um, Gorgon uh, trying to yeah. bait me. Yeah, what are the flagged words, Gorgon? You're you're part of the issue. Why we found out that it was a flagged word? <laughs> um, <laughs> Did Gorgon tell you about about that that story um, about what happened after his episode with 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 work? Oh, he did. Yeah, he did. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't. I don't That's know funny. if we want to. We want to. I, I, I don't. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Judy saying, "I wish the language thing was like that in the UAE nine years ago. I only know how to read and write badly, and not knowing what the words mean. Um, I decided to learn it here in the U.S. Uh, so uh, Judy didn't get to learn Arabic, and you know what? Not a lot of people do. I've known people that have uh, were born and raised here and still don't speak Arabic. Um, Me, dude. Me yeah, either. I can. I can say like Tayara, like that's the only <laughs> thing like car, whatever. You know. Yeah, it's because it's, it's it's you're not put in a position where uh, you have to speak Arabic. You can always speak English in, in the exactly UK. exactly. Uh, Mike is also saying, "Small world, Justin. I started in a church choir. 
uh, I think he meant Josh. <laughs> Small world, uh, Josh. I started in the church choir, solo singer since I was nine. Sweet. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I think uh, <laughs> in the little places. So, so Judy's saying I wasn't muted, so we're not playing it unless unless I actually mute myself properly. Uh, Khaled doesn't get to win this challenge. But um, I wanted to ask you about. Uh, about some of your stories because you said it goes back all the way and you talked about like how uh it's it's been for you um you know being a full-time musician in the UAE. give give me one best uh, show ever one worst show ever and you can't use the bofunk zoo one as a as a as a story because you already oh, dropped like, that one shows that i've played or shows that i've like been at no shows you played like something that went terrifically other than just like i played poorly but like give me give me some juice give me a story uh that that i don't know already yeah this is a good one man uh i'm i think one of the best shows i've played is probably either the the, the lebanon show or the ginger show that we did mm-hmm. like those two were like are definitely up there um in ter- like in terms of like how we performed on stage and also how um, like everyone else found it, you know, um, worst show. Well, oh, I don't know, man. I played some pretty bad ones. Like, like I've done. Yeah, actually, you know what? The worst show I played was with Billy Bob's Blood Drenched Crew, <laughs> where we played to nobody. Like on my birthday, that was the worst show ever. And we, and we we played like half a song and then we stormed off the stage to nobody. Wait, the sound was so how, what year was this? Dude, maybe 2010, 2011 or something. I think I think I, you dude, I think you did do the have you seen that interview with I us? I think I was uh, there. I remember that. And uh, and we came we we did the have you seen that uh we were supposed to do the coverage for that show, but it was it was an empty hall, and I remember um, Artie was was throwing shoes or something like that around the stage, and it was just such a random. Yeah, yeah. There's no one around. Like, thing on stage, and we had to keep stopping and going, dude. Like, what is going on? Like, like uh, Tamimi is no. saying that was the Coven gig. No, it wasn't the Coven gig. It actually wasn't the Coven gig. It was a different one. Um, the Coven gig was okay. Like, um, yeah, the, that wasn't the, the worst one. It was, I remember it was a gig that, actually, I won't say who put it on, but someone put it on and it, they canceled it or something. And then they randomly changed the venue like two days or a day before the show and didn't, and, and like made one post about it. So nobody really saw it. And so that's why it was completely empty. Like it was literally not a single person um, there apart from bands. I think I have a, a, a photo from that gig even. Like it was just the weirdest thing. It looked I like have, sound. I have random recollections of, of that. I don't, was Bilocate involved? Uh, Bilocate from Jordan? Maybe, maybe they were, I'm not really sure, but it was the weirdest thing. Like no nobody was at that thing and yeah. i was just kind of like what is the point of this you on know, your birthday like, yeah i could i could have been like partying on my birthday and i'm like at this shitty gig where like no one's here you know yeah that's but, that's pretty bad you know? i remember um one of one of the toughest ones for me was uh was uh, the um 
Aussie Legends. There's a bar here in Dubai called uh, Aussie Legends that where we played a show. I think it was the first one you did. That was the Scepter show. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, and uh, there was no no monitors uh, on stage. I couldn't hear anything. No one could hear anything except for you because you had you had your uh, your monitor in the back. Your or your in ears. Yeah. I've always been in ears with you guys. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it was it was uh, that was. Uh, the technical bad show and i think um the one of one of the like worst stories ever was uh was flying down to dubai uh with who will guard the guardians when i was in jordan i think you were playing that show too um with that uh, like weird dive bar um yeah oh, we, dude yes i remember this dude and Ta- was tara like managing you guys or something we she she uh we used to say she's our manager to kind of big up ourselves uh, in front of people tara uh, for those that don't know uh, tara's my wife now but back in yeah. 2011 uh 10 uh, nine years ago um i had a band called who the guardians and we would tell people tara was the manager and and kind of she would like whenever we play shows she'd take lead on stuff um but she she wasn't she didn't actually manage the band she, she could could care less but um uh we we used to do that to kind of like bring some energy to the band and just she, pretend she like we're a, a lot bigger so <laughs> she was like walking around checking everything out and going hey man what's going on with that what's up with and like my my girlfriend at the time was also managing um uh Billy Bob's blood drench brew for for the same reasons I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Funny. Um yeah. but yeah that 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 show for me was uh was intense cuz uh, there was a lot of stuff going on in the band itself and we were flying. It was our first time flying uh, to play a show. Um the promoter uh at the time like didn't even uh, we had to pay for our crew for everyone yeah. that flew down with us from Jordan. Um we had to pay tickets for them and stuff and we were we barely had enough money to like make it out of uh, out of jordan as it is and stuff like that so it was uh, it was pretty bad it was pretty pretty bad but that was uh, that was my my horror show the what flesh crawl yeah there was a german band uh, headlining yeah, called Fresh yeah, yeah. yeah. Dude, those guys are really cool man like i still keep in touch with bassi the drummer from, from that band Yeah, I uh, I kind of lost touch with them since then because I didn't used to have a Facebook back then. Do you remember that? I, I my Facebook uh, page, uh, my Facebook account was started in 2014. Yeah, someone made my Facebook account for me as well. And and I've delete I've deleted it now because I, I I looked at it and I was like, oh. But like um I like you know, you remember on Facebook you could leave notes, like little notes on your thing. on your profile and all my notes are like Facebook sucks my space is where it's at <laughs> someone made my Facebook for me and um, uh, they put my like a random birthday so like every time like it was like April 1st or whatever when it, when it isn't my birthday like all of these people would like wish me happy birthday and I was like man all these people they don't really know my birthday you are my friend <laughs> <laughs> the emo days but yeah man that was pretty funny yeah it gets it does it does get um a little weird on facebook but the the one thing that keeps me coming back to facebook especially for for the the tribe for this page um is uh is the the community vibe is a lot bigger uh, for me than than like youtube or any other platform i'm not i'm not talking about like the personal profile but like yeah. the uh, the community we built on this page is is super super tight where you can't find it really on on Yeah, because I, I, 
also because like a lot of people are kind of anonymous you know you can just make an account with a fake name and then pretend to be someone but like on facebook it's kind of like it's your profile your 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 personal stuff is on here you know your family and friends can see it and you can see like you, you can you can come on for this video and go like oh yeah elite blah 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 i'm so awesome and there's a yeah, cult yeah. or whatever people used to but say I think, back in the- i think even if it was um even if it was that just the idea that like you know we try to like keep it positive and stuff i don't think those yeah. people have a space everyone will kick yeah. their ass guys yeah. tribe tribe if anyone comes in here uh throwing throwing a bunch of uh, negativity we kick their ass we kick yeah. them out right away um mike is asking uh in the comments has anyone ever been injured on stage i remember swinging a microphone didn't catch on the way up cut my forehead opened a little bit oof yeah um have i ever been injured on stage i i've been uh, like bumped and bruised i don't think i've ever uh bled bashed in the face one of these gigs by jm's guitar i did that yeah there's a that's that's what i was talking about um jm uh likes to swing his guitar and uh, i kind of like move around a lot and bend over when i scream and stuff um that sounded weird bend over when i scream but <laughs> but um at one of the one point in at one of the shows my head uh was was lower screaming into the crowd jm's guitar was up here and then he just swung it down and kind of knocked me right in the temple and um i i, uh, I kind of you know just was stunned and forgot the next line and just kind of <laughs> stood there for a while until everything kind of uh, regrouped and came back um i got a yeah. nice little bump but it wasn't it wasn't something uh, nothing uh, with cuts and opens and stuff like that for sure but um mike says i can show you guys the scar it made for a great aesthetic for the dark tunes yeah i <laughs> i bet um yeah uh, also saying there's been a few i got hit in the face with a guitar twice fell off stage once because of alcohol good times yeah i've I've done the falling off stage uh thing um that was that was in lebanon but i've also done it here in in the music room where i brushed it off as uh as jumping into the crowd because if you guys have been to the music room rest in peace music room by the way um the uh the very very front of it kind of used to wobble um, there was like this little yeah. edge. Yeah. Do you remember that? And yeah, I was, uh, I was leaning on it and just kind of put a little too much weight and just fell off and decided to just continue, uh, continue the show from down there. So it was, everyone thought it was cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if I've seriously injured myself. I've, I've done like weird things. Like I remember playing, a show once with my old band of brutality and grace and like i broke a stick and i threw the stick into the crowd while i was playing and as i was trying to grab a second stick something bashed me really hard on the head and i just kept playing and my head was kind of not bleeding a lot but kind of bleeding a little bit and um someone had it on video and what had happened was I threw the stick and there was like this um like what do you call it like a, it's not a column but like a uh, whatever those things on the ceiling you know like a I guess like a ceiling column it has mm-hmm. a specific word I don't remember now anyway it hit that thing and it bounced back and stabbed me in the head <laughs> the broken stick stabbed you yeah, in the yeah. head wow yeah, that's, and, and, that's different <laughs> yeah I've, I've had like 
once the monitor fell on me, but it didn't hurt. It, like I don't remember it hurting. I've had like played shows where I've hit my hand on the on the rim, and then my hand went into like, some sort of shock or something, and I I couldn't hold the stick, so I had to like play the drums with, like by holding the sticks like this. I couldn't I couldn't hold the stick anymore. I played so the rest of the show. Can just uh, hit us up. He says trust. That's what it's called. Trust. trust. Yeah, that's it. That's it a trust. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> but um, uh, let, let's keep going because because uh, there's a bunch of injuries uh, on stage here in the in the comments. Um, uh, Khalid uh, Tamimi is saying he's fractured his finger on a snare rim. Ouch! Yeah, I can imagine oh, that yeah. being um, being. I've never fractured, but I've I've, I've been there, dude. It's it's painful. Gorgon saying uh, Josh was injured in the studio. Do you wanna do you wanna tell that story? <laughs> oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Well, it's typ- typical Gorg- Gorgon has this like fast he he will say it isn't true right but it is very true Gorgon has a fascination with my nether regions I think like okay. every every time every time like he he like we've been in hotel rooms or whatever I'm asleep and then all of a sudden I wake up because something's happened down there and it's Gorgon like it sounds weird he hit me with a pillow or whatever you know what I mean <laughs> and I thought I thought we were we were uh, going in a different direction there. No, I, I love Gorgon, but but not 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 I don't love him that much. But um, <laughs> no, but but we were we were at uh, in the mix at Nash's. We were we were recording the I album, and uh, Nash had this like gooseneck microphone for for the talkback, you know, to the to the live room. And we were, I was sitting there and chatting to him, and Gorgon was like swinging the microphone around on the gooseneck. And I was like, dude, stop it, man. You're gonna, like, you know, hurt somebody. And then he goes, he said something silly to me, and then he aimed it at my, at my groin area and my plums. And he does that, and he stopped before, but because it was a gooseneck, momentum made the mic continue and hit me in the plums. So that's the story he's talking about. Thanks, Gorgon. Thanks for bringing that, that lovely memory of you. <laughs> and it was really hard, man. It was horribly hard. Like, he, he really swung and he, he was pretending, but like, I don't know, Mr. Engineer forgot about physics. Did you? Uh oh. Did I? No, no, it wasn't muted. It wasn't muted. That's fine. Um, Thomas is saying, uh, useful fact, the metal horns are nicknamed Pumsgabel in German. Josh can explain. What? And Pumsgabel. Oh, okay. Pumas is like French fries. Gabel is like a fork. So it's the French fries fork. French fries fork. Wait, uh, Tamim is saying, I did mute. One second. Yes, me, you muted. It's probably lying. I don't know. I don't trust. Pumice. Oh, Judy's uh, no. saying muted. Okay, <laughs> okay. I did mute it. So, all right. I have to play this now. Yeah. Uh, Josh, you're, you're not going to be able to hear this, but for everyone else, this yeah. is this is what we have to do now. Uh, every time I I accidentally mute myself. Man, stop muting microphone. Stop muting. It's called unmuted. It's called unmuted. That was uh, that was Khal Tamimi yelling at me uh, <laughs> through WhatsApp video. <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> I, know, uh, I, want, 
this. I have to watch this back. Just oh, or send it to me, dude. I don't know watch what. Yeah, I'll I'll, 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 uh, I'll send it. I'll send you that specific, uh, that specific video. But um, wait, we have another question here. Did you all have any problems with your equipment being misplaced on your tours? Uh, I've never had anything misplaced personally, but I've I've had things just not work whatsoever. Yeah, uh, which was which was pretty bad. Yeah, I've had I've had like people like go, hey man, can I use your stuff? And then like completely abuse my stuff, you know. And 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 like I've had stuff stolen from me. Um, we've had like when we were on when i was on tour like the band i was on tour um in the uk we we got locked out of the bus and we couldn't <laughs> enter the bus and our bus driver had this massive screwdriver and we like punctured a cabinet trying to open the door so we've we've like ruined stuff or people have ruined our stuff but like i haven't actually misplaced anything and all that thing. yeah I don't. I don't think I've had any stories uh, misplacing anything, but there's a lot of uh, a lot of things just not working whatsoever. Um, yeah. I, I think uh, I, I want you guys to send in any questions you have, um, all the questions uh, right now, because we're going to start wrapping it up. But also because I want to test out uh, this uh, this new thing on uh, on Facebook Live. So wait, don't send your questions just yet. You're supposed to see something. And let me know if you actually see it. So questions. You're supposed to see like a box uh, somewhere in the video. Set, uh, ask here. All right. Let me know if you actually see a box. I'm going to try and use this more often and uh, and see if it works. All those um, questions like pop screen then. So, so what is supposed to happen, I haven't tried this yet with the tribe, but what's supposed to happen is that we're supposed to have a uh, a like box pop up on the video itself that people yep. can uh, put the uh, the questions in and that comes up as a as a separate thing that we can later then display the question on the video right if that makes sense right that's 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 kind of it um uh, Mike Angelo is asking, "Do you ever tire of road food? I know when I got home, all I wanted was tomato soup and grilled cheese." Yeah, road food can can it can be nice. I mean, I guess it sort of depends on your budget, man. Like you could eat nice food all the time if you want to spend the money, you know. But like usually, it's kind of crap, <laughs> really unhealthy and. That sort of thing. It's really, yeah. yeah. I, 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 I don't know. I, back, I got back in, back in university, I was eating crap road food. Anyway, we basically ate from the from yeah. the petrol station. So, uh, so I, I kind of got used to it. Yeah. Let me, let me, uh, let me know if Mike's question, um, is on on the screen. I hope cool. it is. So this will be this will be cool. Um. So yeah, I saw. Uh, Judy's also uh, in, in the comments. She said, yes, it's working. It's cool. Khan said, yep, box is visible. That's awesome. awesome. All right. So um, so if you guys have any questions, put them in that box because we're testing it out. And I want to see how, how uh, I don't... Is it open? Yeah, it's open. I don't know how, uh, how I can uh, do more things, multitask even more. But if we can pull this off, this will be a cool addition to, to, the, to the show. 
because um, then the, the actual comments and everything will be on screen. We could just start doing like uh, voting polls and stuff like that. Right. Um, yeah. But, uh, hey, but dude, man, quick yeah. question. Like when you've like, I mean, music aside, like you travel a lot as well for work, right? Like, how is that do do you get everything covered for you or like is it kind of at your own cost how has that been for you uh for work i mean obviously like you get paid for the the thing but like like do how, how has that been like so like the, the job done were they kind of like hey man we we will pay for your flights over and we'll pay for your services but like you have to sort out your own meals or whatever or has it been like everything all inclusive uh, so for the most part that's been it's been uh, uh, either either all inclusive for for the stuff when I used to do filming or uh, none at all so it would just be the gig itself would pay and uh, right. I'd have to kind of source sort myself out um, right. and everything else but um but it hasn't I mean we, we I haven't done it for a long time because of all the stuff but um, it's uh, it hasn't been uh, been part of the the kind of job description for me because yeah. a lot of yeah. the stuff I used to get was um, you go out to film and uh, and and jump back and edit quickly because that's kind of uh, where where my um, what's it called the forte that like my niche yeah. was just churning out videos very very quickly so I've never had the like long haul uh, stay travel kind of thing but, yeah. but yeah I was, I was about that man because it looks really cool but then I was thinking about like uh, how does it work behind the scenes because like you know when when you watch these like bands on tour and stuff you go oh man that looks so awesome and then like when you actually do it it's kind of like oh man there's so much crap that you have to deal with behind the scenes like yeah oh it's yeah interesting oh yeah um, I'm gonna read uh, Romar's uh, uh, he he jumped in here to say um, about temporarily misplaced. Uh, equipment before we jump into the, the comments um, he says temporarily misplaced I rented a base for our gig in Berlin last year which came with two jack cables a storage space post set was pretty much by the stage and I'd left all my stuff there uh, post gig both cables went missing and we had to unload the whole van uh, of one of the other bands to find the cables not fun several beers several beers oh. later yeah that must have been uh, over two cables <laughs> must have been a pain in the ass yeah man I think I saw Ramar was that was that the gig I saw you at man because I drove down to Berlin to, to, to catch them it was cool because I met Carla from Asper Casper she she now lives in Berlin so yeah. I like hit up Carla I was like hey man do you want to go do you want to meet because I, I knew she'd moved and I didn't really um, like I haven't really hung out with her since like I guess Dubai and I was like hey let's meet and I'm gonna see Romario play do you wanna come we'll watch Punk Rock show and yeah that was cool that was a cool gig you guys check out Fat Randall they're an awesome band absolutely and uh, and Romario um, is gonna jump on the podcast as well I'm, I'm so stoked that I've already kind of uh, booked everyone um, that uh, yeah. that I, I want to be on this podcast for for at least the first fifty, because yeah. um, I said it on the Bass and Meats episode that first fifty is uh, is kind of my benchmark um, right. to 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 kind of uh, you know power through the first fifty and and kind of build the the foundation of the podcast and hopefully yeah. keep going as long as possible. 
Um, Romario is telling you, uh, is replying to you. He says, "Yes, that uh, yeah, that was man. Still gives me a warm and uh, still gives me the warm and fuzzies knowing you drove all the way and all the way back." Of course, man. Yeah, it was it was nice as well because like my ba- my my kid wasn't born then, and Romario Romario has a kid, right? And like we were talking about the whole like what do you, what do you expect and stuff like that. Yeah, really I've I've had those uh, those uh, long talks with Mario as well. Yeah. Um, I think I think once you have uh, a kid, it's just a there's this weird um, connection you instantly have with other people with that other have parents. kids. Is, yeah, yeah. If, especially if they're around the same age, you're like ah oh, crap. How was it, by the way, when 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 uh, uh, what do you call him on the show, the kiddo, when he yeah. was born? Yeah, I don't want to say his name because I yeah, but um, when when he was born, how was that for you? Was it like really? Because we've kind of talked about this, but not really in person. How was that for you? Like, how how was it really awkward? Was it really scary? Were you freaking out the whole time? What was the day before like? I have so many questions for you. It was um, it was it was all very very quick. Um, and uh, to be honest, the the whole thing happened very quickly. And the only thing I was like focused on was Tara. Um, right. I just yeah. I kind of put all my energy in making sure she was okay. Uh, yeah. I, I, I joke about it. I was like, I don't care about the new guy, you know. I'm, I'm the, I'm with the with Team Tara, and until we yeah, get yeah. to know each other, buddy. Um, but, um, but it was it was a surreal experience. I, until this day, every time I think about it, it gives me like yeah. crazy vibes. But um, the two days before, the day before, the day after, all that stuff. Like I was saying about the vlogs, like two days before, uh, Kiddo showed up. We were we were up in the mountains flying drones and stuff and i put a video together and and uploaded it that was that was the night before before uh, before he came out so all, all these things are kind of like documented it's super super strange yeah. like we had we had like a planned c-section right if, we, if we're getting into that but um like so so for, for us it was really weird because we did we knew exactly we knew the the day our kid was going to be born you know because she was like she wasn't breached and she wasn't like flipping and stuff so they were like look it's the safest thing so we we're like all right cool let's just do the safest thing let's not like mess around here and so yeah it was just so weird like it was just kind of we went to the the doctors or whatever they I don't I don't know the English word now because I've been dealing with these German names for doctors for in, in that thing but um we were, we were with that guy and then like uh he was like all right cool i have a slot on tuesday the 31st and we were gonna, so when do you want to do it i kind of like uh, on that day i guess <laughs> cool it was it was just the most surreal thing ever and then like like we show up to the hospital and I'm like, hi, we're here for our baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's was, it was, it was bizarre. And the, and the weirdest thing as well was like when the kid was coming out, like, or, or like they to made me wait the whole time. And like I'm sitting there in, in scrubs and people are like walking past me and go, oh, hey, how's it going? And then um, the, the, the doors slide open and this guy in like scrubs and a mask comes up and he points at me like this and he just goes, he doesn't say anything. He just goes, and I go in and I'm like telling my wife jokes and she's like spread out, like with arms, like with cables and stuff in it, telling her jokes. And all of a sudden there's a baby in the background. It's insane, man. Like when you think about it, 
Like I still, yeah. I still haven't processed it. I don't think like that. Not, not many day. things. Uh, not many things come close to to that for sure. It's it's still very strange. And every day I look at him, I'm like, uh, I'm not sure exactly yeah. how this happened, but there's yeah. this new guy in our life, and I I love the shit out of him. I, uh, it's this this crazy feeling, man. Yeah, man. Um, let's let's jump in the comments. There's a bunch of them. So uh, Khaled Tamim is asking, is there a musician or band you've wanted to play with that you've yet to? Who me? Like personally, or just us as Bengali? I think us. I think uh, I think you personally. Let's answer for for both. I I mean, let's do each one of us. Um, is there so a musician? First. Who would you want to play with? I'd I'd want to play uh, with obviously the the. You know the peak is Metallica. The, if you open yeah. for Metallica, that'd be amazing. But um, I'd love to open for or play with or do anything with uh, Lamb of God. Lamb of God is a big influence on me, um, and and I'd love to do that. Hatebreed and Machine Head uh, are other other bands that uh, that completely uh, you know influence everything I do in music. So I'd love uh, I'd love to to be able to do anything with with any of those four bands. Yeah. What about you? Oh, uh, yeah, would, Tamimi, Tamimi is actually uh, 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 correcting us here. He's saying, I was referring to the Mina scene. So oh. uh, is there a musician or band that you've wanted to play with that you've yet to um, in terms of the Middle Eastern uh, rock and metal scene? Ah. Maybe Nerve Cell, man, like for me. Like I, I've, I've always been a big fan of that band. Um, but I, I just like technically, I, I'm, I'm not there. Like I'm not close to like that level of, of technicality on the on the drum kit. Like I'm not that fast, and I'm not, like, like I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not really into that kind of music as much. Like I listen to it sometimes, but like, um, the extreme metal kind of stuff isn't really something I listen to a lot. But like, I would, I would just love to play with those guys because like they're monsters on stage man like their shows are insane so maybe them or, or um i don't know man like I've pl- i feel like i've played with pretty much all the bands that i wanted to play with it's like one of my biggest my favorite bands ever like that that first show that i was talking to you about as well um sandwash like i love that band it was so awesome to me like i looked after them they're like kind of like my idols you know and then like one day i'm like playing with them it's, it's bizarre but yeah, yeah i think it's... i think for me it was uh, it was coat of arms um i was a big big fan of coat of arms before i actually yeah. knew the guys and yeah. uh, and i i did jump on stage with them for one song at one point during a, a zvengali show um right. but uh but i don't really have someone that like I, I want to work with them in terms of uh, in terms of be like play with them in the band, but um, I think it's different for for vocals uh, than than it would be for drums. Yeah, I, think. I guess so. I guess so. Yeah. Awesome question, Khal. Um, we're we're keeping going. Uh, Matsum is saying "Walla metalji," which means uh, "I swear to God, metalhead." <laughs> but um, uh, Mike is asking artists that you've influ that have influenced Josh. Right, dude. Many man, like I, I listen to like all sorts of music. Like I guess uh, when I was a kid, it was definitely Slipknot. Like I was a huge, I was crazy about that band. Like my wasn't my that part of uh, part of your nickname? 
Was it? No, my like when I was when I was uh yeah that that's a funny story actually. What like when I was in my band Odin <laughs> with a Y, um, <laughs> we never played shows or anything. But like um, there were there were these like there were the kids from like the my band members from that band were in in a school and all the kids knew that we were in this band and they all knew about me because I wasn't in that school so they all knew about this guy not from the school playing in Odin but he could play Wait and Bleed by Slipknot right so then like I'm at home and then my doorbell would ring randomly and like it would be like one of my friends with like three people and they would come come to the door like, hey can you play Wait and Bleed so <laughs> so I would like play Wait and Bleed for them in my bedroom this is really weird and then like they started calling me double bass Josh because I could play some <laughs> double bass and like it was funny because when I would like walk past the school like like some of the people were is that double bass Josh oh my god it's double bass Josh <laughs> it, was re- it was really weird for, for, for like you know like being this kind of like I, I don't know not celebrity but kind of kind of like that the, the cool for cat band, for, for like a band that had like never played a show we had this one crappy song and like, yeah, we'd never played anything. We just jam in our bedrooms without the vocalist because he was shy. So, like, yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> but but Slipknot being one of the first ones there, Mike, for uh, for to answer your question. Yeah, Slipknot. I think sure. over over time it, that definitely changes in uh, you know um, broad spectrum kind of uh, of of all different uh, genres comes in, but. As a, as a start, Slipknot Slipknot was one of my first two, for sure. Yeah, yeah. For me, it was like Slipknot, and then later on, it was like Porcupine Tree and and, and Stephen Wilson. And I'm a huge uh, fan of Sigaros, and um, yeah. And like, I don't know. I I also I love Michael Jackson and stuff like that. You know, like the the more poppy side, like Toto and. Um, like one of my favorite bands as well was a band called Mr. Big. They're mm-hmm. like a, a rock band or whatever. Um, but yeah, yeah, man. And you know the the crazy thing as well about like what I do. Like when I when I was playing with Jay Wood, I played um, in in this like bar in Austria. It's awesome place, dude. It's like they have all these rock legends that come through this place. And it's this tiny little thing. It's really cool. Um, it's called a Bluesiana. And like, you know, th- when I went there, like they were the the owner of the bar. She's this like older woman, but she's really cool. And she was like, oh yeah, Billy Sheen from Mr. Big has been here. And Eric Martin from Mr. Big has been here. And the drummer Pat Torpy has been here and all of this stuff. And so like, I was like, wow, cool. Like my idols have played here. And then yeah. we played in Slovenia and, um, we played with um, Phil X and the Drills, and Phil X is the guitar player for Bon Jovi. And um, he, he, his drummer and I were chatting about about music and stuff, and he was like, "I told him I'm a big fan of Mr. Big," and blah blah blah. And he's like, "Oh yeah, cool man, whatever, that's awesome." And then like when I came back to Dubai, I found out that he was the drummer for Mr. Big because I hadn't listened to the band in a while. But yeah. it turns out he was the drummer for Mr. Big at the time. And so that was really weird. And then Eric Martin came down to Dubai um, because uh, to play a show. 
and uh, I met met Eric Martin, the singer of Mr. Big, and like and vocalist, right? Like in terms of vocalist, he's like a huge influence on me as as a vocalist. He's amazing, and um, yeah, I met him, and we I I said, hey man, like the people from the Bluesiana in, in in Austria, they say hi and. He was like, "Oh, dude, that's so cool!" And then I started chatting to him, like he was like a like a colleague or something. It was so so bizarre, and like we had like like crazy amounts of of of, of friends in common. Like we knew a whole bunch of people, and it, it's just really weird. But yeah, I think it's crazy. I think um, uh, I always say this: like the 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 music scene, the musicians uh, around the world is such a like small community in comparison, especially playing um, a certain genre. And then when you yeah. start going to the same places, you kind of always bump into the same people. And in an odd way, that's when like you start becoming friends with some people you grew up listening to because everyone kind of starts sharing the same stages. It's, it's a very surreal uh, kind of yeah. existence. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would have never imagined that I would see my hero at the music room. Like, yeah. bizarre, man. Like, it's crazy. We got a bunch of uh, Mr. Big Love in, in the comments uh for yeah absolutely um there's uh there's there's a lot of people that love that that stuff um but uh i pulled up a question from khan here that i think is a great way uh to uh, to start winding down the the episode because he says he has three a three-part question for you okay. um one three things that you would improve in the uae music scene two name three bands uh, or musicians in the uae that made you cringe and three, did you experience any feuds in the Dubai scene? Tell us a story. So let's start with one. Three things that you would improve uh, on about the UAE music scene. Yeah, man, I think the music scene in Dubai, right? Like, I've I've seen it from like of like from ages ago, and I've seen like bands come and go and that sort of thing, and. Like maybe maybe I'm looking at it from like rose tinted glasses or something, but I really loved the old old early two thousand kind of scene because like I mean there was like competition but it was kind of healthy competition you know like it, and and we were all kind of united in in one thing like we all hated Juliana down. <laughs> <laughs> for some reason i don't know what it was but like you know there, there was that sort of thing like we were all united with something and when we were all kind of competing but like it was really healthy and i think like back then people were like really pushing things like there were some bands doing crazy shit like there was this um punk band called anti-frat they would like throw tampons into the crowd and stuff like that like it was crazy like stuff you wouldn't expect to see in dubai you know and and like they were pushing the limits you know and i don't think bands these days are trying to do that anymore i think nowadays bands are kind of like really sterile and so i mean like don't get me wrong right the bands back then were shit like they were horrible they were like the attitude was awesome like i i, I think what, what we're missing is that kind of attitude of like well no one's gonna help us let's do it ourselves you know that kind of thing and and let's get stuff going so i think Dubai needs an attitude shift. I think that um, bands need to focus on having fun as well. Like people, I don't, I don't know if people are having as much fun anymore as as we used to back then. You know, it feels it doesn't. Sometimes it doesn't feel like it. Some, sometimes it does feel uh, like it's been taken li- a little too seriously. Just 
yeah, it feels like it's being taken seriously, but also it feels like it's kind of a, a, a it's just one of those things you do to be cool kind of thing. You know, do you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. Like, it, it's just kind of like I'm in a band. Which I don't, I don't, I don't know if it's even that because um, I don't see any younger generations kind of taking that leap. I think everyone that's uh, from yeah, our generation. Yeah. It's, it's this kind of yeah but that, that's what I mean is this kind of mid midlife crisis kind of I'm cool I'm in a bad kind of thing <laughs> do, you, do you know what I mean uh, I feel like I mean maybe maybe I don't know maybe it's just how I'm seeing it but like I feel that way sometimes when I when I go watch some bands you know like just come on man like dude have fun like what are you trying to do here you know like anyway that and what what's the third thing that I could think of I don't know. I think just I don't. I don't know, man. I can. I can only think of two things, really. Maybe. Maybe there's a third thing, but I can't think of it right now. Well, but. we'll we'll keep going with the with the questions because I think that this is this might trigger some stuff. Name three bands or musicians in the in the UAE that made you cringe. Which you were talking about. There's some some bands um, that that you do. I, do just, I have to name them, dude? Like I feel. You don't have feel, to if you don't if you don't want to. But um, I feel like. I'll, I, there, there are definitely bands that make me cringe, right? Like, I, I feel, cause, cause, look, man, I, I don't think that there's bad music or whatever. I feel like there's music you get and there's music you don't get. You know, you know what I mean? And like, there's a, a bunch of bands that have been out that I just don't get their music. Like, I just don't get it. I don't understand what they're trying to do on stage either. Um, but you know, they were doing their thing and they had people that were into it so like it obviously is working for a few people so that's what it is i don't know i don't i don't don't really like calling people out kind of like shitting on people to like put them down when they're yeah. doing stuff i feel weird about that but yeah i wouldn't wouldn't call anyone out i don't think but definitely bands have made me cringe for sure but like yeah the the bands that made me cringe um, here in the local scene w- would make me cringe um, even if I was at an international show. The things the things I don't like uh, about uh, about the show um, or that that I haven't liked about the show is the way like a performance has been put together. Um, uh, whether 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 it's the the you know the distribution on stage or or the costumes or, or uh, stuff stuff like that yeah. is is the kind of stuff that uh, that I don't personally understand. But um, but I know there's a there's a lot of a lot of uh, different <laughs> opinions when it comes to this. So yeah. uh, so it's something that that I I, I personally don't like uh, dwell on. I just think if yeah. they're if they put their money where their mouth is and they make enough. Uh, good music to kind of overshadow, or not overshadow, or support the the insane live show. Uh, then then do it. I mean, Ramstein and crazy bands have done way m- m- much more crazier uh, things. So yeah, man. Uh, Dude, but look, I, I can name one band, right? One band that made me cringe, and and I can name them because they are super successful right now. Um, is asking Alexandria. Mm-hmm. When I watched them in Dubai, they were horrible, man. They were shitty, and and back then they were called End of Reason, and then they switched to Asking Alexandria, and they changed the, the style of music, and the show was different and everything. And like we we would go to their shows, and it's just like, oh, what are you guys doing, man? Crazy. But like you know, but this is what I was saying. Like you never know what could happen. Like look at them, 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. They well, I, I mean, take... Ben, Ben, him, everyone else kind of, uh, kind of left that band, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's weird, man. My brother played Battle of the Bands with them and stuff. It's it's weird to to see where they've gone from, well, where where they were to where they've gone to. It's it's yeah, it's yeah. Quite... It's it's a massive, massive leap for sure. Yeah. Um, and the and yeah. the third point is: Did did you express uh, experience any feuds in the debate scene at all? Tell a story. Yeah. There were tons of feuds between bands all the time. But like, I think I think my favorite feud ever is like, um, it's it's really old. But like, um, there there was a, a band. Well, I don't remember what the band was called, but they were a punk band in Abu Dhabi, and they hated Juliana Down, and. Um, like Juliana Down had kind of apparently told them like, oh, your music is not going to get anywhere because, you know, you're playing punk, you know, and then this is crap and whatever. And so they um, were just like, you know what? Screw you guys, man. Like, who, who do you think you are telling, telling us what to do? We want to do music we want to do. You want to be on the radio? Go ahead and be on the radio. We don't want that. We want to be punk band, you know? And so they had this huge, like thing this huge like conflict all the time and um eventually um one of the bands one, one like the members of these bands they had like various different other side projects and things and one of them i think was called the negro bots and they had a song called juliana went down on me and i love oh that. this is like this is like the old school rap scene where there's like diss tracks yeah yeah it was like it was like that they had a, a song called juliana i have it i actually have it somewhere it's called juliana went down on me it was hilarious it's pretty cool it's a punk song um yeah that was cool that, that was really funny and like yeah and and at the time everyone hated juliana down for that sort of thing and, and i i wasn't around when that was happening i still don't know i felt like they were um i know i knew of the hate i just didn't understand where it came from because i feel like they were the nickelback of of the local scene if that makes sense they were, they were like, the thing the thing with juliana down right because i i had personally had that kind of thing with them as well like with, with one of my older bands right um like one of the guys had come up to us and gone, "Hey man, your music's great, but you, could, you know, like one of those things, like you could be successful like us." And I think the issue with that band was that um, they kind of it was their attitudes and 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 just this whole the the the, the scene at the, the at that point in time. It was very punk rock, man, and they did they were all rebellious and they didn't want to be told what to do. And when when a band comes comes to them, go. I, I think they had good intentions, but they were also a bit kind of uppity about it. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think it just came. It was just it just came off the wrong way. So I I, I think it just didn't work out for them back then. But like um, <laughs> everyone kind of hated them back then. It was really sad. But yeah, that that was that was one of my favorite feuds. I think I, I, I look back on that feud fondly. Funnily I enough. think I yeah. think feuds feuds are fun, man. I come, I I, I like a lot of uh, '90s rap, and I I actually like the the back and forth uh, dialogue in terms of with within the context of music. I think it's one of the coolest ways to express something instead of just like you know canceling someone's show or or whatever the hell yeah, behind the scenes. Yeah, like it never got that nasty like back then. Like we we would have feuds and shit like sometimes i think there were physical fights even 
um, at some shows. Yeah, but like, but but like, it wasn't like very common. Usually, it was kind of like we diss each other within the scene and and on fried.com like everyone was dissing each other on fried that thing is, <laughs> that that place was made for for like all the drama and the scene. i miss that website so much just for the for the drama uh but yeah like there was there was a bunch of stuff on there man like random feuds and there was like there were these random people who's marwan who's he on fried and we don't know this mysterious person insulting everybody who's this poker guy who doesn't want to shave his butthole like all these like random <laughs> stories you know <laughs> like so and, and wait let, let me explain because i just yeah. realized we didn't explain what fried.com is fried.com used to be a rock and metal uh forum uh, yeah. on, on online, so that that website was just um, kind of like uh, today's Reddit, but for the local scene and specifically metal and rock, and uh, and it had all these sub forums and different people would talk about different things, and yeah. and it was a, it was a breeding ground for a lot of positive, uh, you know, bands coming together, a lot of people meeting for the first time, all that kind of stuff. But it was also like Josh is saying, <laughs> a place where people got to. Uh, 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 ha- uh, you know, having an anonymous yeah. name or or kind of a nickname, and just uh, yeah. talk about how they really felt about a band in the scene. Yeah, it was really fun. I I, I miss I miss the kind of drama here and there. But like, yeah, I was never as vicious as as what some promoters were doing, where they were. Yeah, that's another conflict, right? That I mean, it wasn't b- between bands, but it was like a promoter b- war, right? Where people were like kind of canceling other people's shows and like trying to get people arrested and like it was just yeah it got it got pretty serious and pretty uh pretty dirty Uh, real quick uh, so i don't know i i I wasn't a fan of that era of the conflict thing in our scene like the old the old conflicts were fun uh, Romario was asking, wasn't Basil the founder of Fried? No, I, I think it was um, a guy called uh, Joe Akawi. Yeah, Joe. Dude, you should speak to Joe if, if he's ever around, man. He's, he's a cool dude. He, he's like... If, I you guys have he's a, if you guys have a contact, hit him, hook me up. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll, send, I'll send Joe your way. Um, well, I don't want to end on that note. Let's end it on an uptick. Let's end it on something yeah. positive. Um, uh, what do you... Uh, Okay. How, actually, wait. Uh, there's a, there's a few co- funny comments. Um, Mike is saying I have an ex named Juliana. I feel you 100. Uh, percent Best analogy ever from Khan. Um, yeah. There's a there's a bunch of people that remember the uh, the shows that we were talking about. I was there in the Timberlake Timberlake show in Abu Dhabi, and loads of things were being shouted and thrown. Damn. Yeah, it must have been uh, it must have been a hell of a show. Uh Mike saying Tupac Shakur, Biggie Smalls, Wu Tang. Uh man, I miss the nineties hip hop sometimes. I do too. I do too. Yeah, I'm man. actually a big fan of that stuff. And uh and uh do miss it. I wish it would um either come back in style or that like uh the subject matter would come back in the new sound that we're uh, we're experiencing in today's rap. Um, Khan is uh, saying, uh, sorry, Katya saying, um, sounds like there was much more of a scene back then. Absolutely, there really was. And Khan is saying, absolutely, everyone was still uh, more DIY uh, when it came to gigs. Good times. Absolutely. Okay, so uptick. Let's let's talk about some positive stuff before before we end it. Um, 
I want to. What's what is your absolute uh, favorite song that you're a part of that means something to you, um, and uh, and why? There we go. Let's let's end it on a take. That I've been part of. Oh man, I don't know, dude. This is really hard. So Some, something that means something to you. It's really hard, man. I can't take one. I, I would, I was going to say something about an I song because, like, man, that I album we we went through a lot, and I like lived in Kabe's house for like maybe two months. And all we did was write music and eat like bread <laughs> and then drink vodka um, so I have like it, it, it has a very special place in my heart but I can't remember which song it is because I haven't listened to that album in a really long time now but like okay let's go mo most recent I guess would be better off I think like most recent that song that song definitely I, I, I don't know it just it just when I heard the demo, it spoke to me, and then when, when we talked about it and when we tracked it, it was like there was something happening there, some sort of magic. So definitely better off for me for at that's least cool. the most recent. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. That that song definitely means something to me as well, and uh, and I think it's it's like I said earlier, it's it's really cool to see you know other people um, resonating with those words. So yeah. it's it's insane. Um, and uh, yeah, if you guys if you guys want to check better off, I'll leave it in the description at the end of the video. But also, if you just YouTube uh, Svengali better off, uh, you'll you'll definitely find it. the The video is very cool. We made a music video with a bunch of very talented people, um, where we just gave them the song, and uh, and told them do whatever you want, basically. Um, kind of no no artistic direction uh, from our side. Very minimal stuff here and there in terms of like transitions. But other than that. They kind of did their own thing completely, and and uh, it blew our minds. Um, they're credited yeah. in the in the YouTube video as well. I can't pronounce their names; it's very difficult uh, Armenian sounding names. But um, but yeah, you should uh, check it out and go give them some love. Um, uh, Mike is saying our first show was on local cable TV show. Uh, all these little kids wore a sword dancing, ballet, and violin players. Then bam. Uh, periodical madness my band uh, comes out and started the deep and what oh scared the beep out of the kids uh, the song we played was death atop of the altar good times it was cringy <laughs> yeah i think I, like uh, like Khan was saying everyone's first uh times were were pretty cringy but um but man it's so good talking to you it's so good yeah, um, catching up it was so good um also talking about the scene because i think you've been you're one of uh, a few people uh, that i could think of that have been around long enough to see the entire journey of, of the scene and that like massive arc that it's taken um, yeah i mean there's definitely people or like bonnie for example he, he's been around way longer than i have um but like yeah man like i've, I've seen quite a bit like a, a lot of people don't really know <laughs> That how long I've been around, but I've been around for a bunch of stuff. So it's really fun to like have these like memories and stuff. Like I found like a bunch of these old like magazines and stuff that we used to print ourselves in Xerox. And then yeah, um, Han found a bunch of them too. And I was I was actually thinking we need to uh, we need to uh, scan and kind of preserve these things and find a way to yeah. upload them. 
should like honestly man i should scan some of these things because like some like this this is like going back to that thing about like what the scene was like before and stuff man like back then man like people took it so seriously and the the quality of work the writing and everything on in these like little like shitty paper things you know it's so good man and and it's so nostalgic actually going back and like reading about some feuds that were happening like this this interviews actually with with people talking about these feuds and stuff like that so it's really cool to see old photos and then and read reviews of gigs and and, and releases and things like that so it's really well, i'm i'm excited to kind of um hopefully with the show uh kind of spark something up again uh, w- within the scene not only in the music scene but creatives in general just like have have dialogue have conversations with each other talk about um working together or not or if, if something uh, is is uh like there's any miscommunication you could air it out there's there's a lot of things that are just not being um broadcast at all and that causes even more tension and more like distrust in the scene which is which to me blows my mind like just sit, yeah. sit around and talk about it for a while and you'll be fine exactly, exactly. Well, um josh thank you so much for for spending this time with me thank you for being yeah. a, a big part of the show including uh teaching me how to use the hotkeys on obs um and uh much love to you and the cat and the and the kiddo yeah same man dude and thanks so much man like you 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 like cat and i constantly talk about this you're like so good at what you do man like honestly i i i i'm a little bit i don't know confused not confused what's the word like taken aback like to see adnan the the vlogger not vlogger what is this like a podcast video it's a thing? it's a video podcast yeah. it took it it's took not. me a couple of episodes to yeah. to to get yeah, my head yeah, around that <laughs> cast of Adnan. Um, dude, yeah, you, you're really good at this, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm so happy that, that Thank you, it's, man. it's going well and, and like that people are, are, are like, you know, really resonating with it and stuff like that. So it's it's really cool, man. I'm glad glad you're doing this. I'm glad you started it. So Thank you, dude. I'm, I'm, Thank yeah. you. Absolutely. The, the support uh, the support we've been getting um, from the tribe and the patrons and everyone contributing to make this show happen is is uh, like you said overwhelming. It's kind of mind blowing and um, and you guys included. Like uh, it's it's just been it's just been a, a journey. But um, yeah, I'm I'm gonna keep keep going. I'm gonna freight train this. Uh, yeah. For, for those that don't know, freight train is a Svengali song. I'm using it as a reference. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm gonna freight train, uh, power through this, and and make it a thing, make it a, a legitimate, sustainable thing that uh, that we can keep doing because I think it's very, very healthy to to just have conversations. And we have we don't have a, a lot of podcasts on this side of the world as it is, but uh, not a lot of podcasts that talk to creatives about creativity um, yeah. and kind of the behind the scenes stuff. Uh, so yeah. so I'm very very uh, stoked to be doing this. But yeah, man, thanks again so much, tribe. Thank you guys for everything. Uh, everyone uh, <laughs> kind of saying uh, bromantic. Uh, yeah, ev- everyone is um, everyone's amazing. You guys have been uh, been super super cool. And um, next uh, episode we have Jay Wood coming on the show, which I think Jay. will be which I think will Anthony. be uh, another another very cool uh, episode for sure. And um, yeah, you're referencing the Red Hot Chili Peppers, right? Yeah, I, ever since he cut his hair, I started calling him Anthony. <laughs> okay. My brother, yeah. All right, guys. 
let's uh, let's call it quits. We're gonna hit the outro. Thank you guys so much, and um, and we'll talk soon. Good night, good night, Roxanne. Good night, um, uh, Audrey. Good night, Cat. Good night, Mike. Pan. Everyone in the comments. There's a bunch of people that I uh, I can't see, um, but yeah, everybody in the comments. Thank you guys so much, and um, I'll see you on Wednesday. 